the energy around this conversation is interesting because there's a lot of y'all that uh, are like looking for um, maybe something more combative than what may happen. I love talking to people I disagree with. I love having um, I love having conversations. I love seeing nuance. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to get some clarity. I think clarity brings confidence. I think clarity brings confidence. And maybe there's some things that we will get some clarity on in terms of what Marcus believes in his position. Uh, maybe there's some clarity on things that I maybe misperceive and that I need to get clarity on and, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to grow in some confidence there. So before we get into it, guys, keep it peaceful. Keep it polite in the comment section. Um, I do not tolerate uh, just toxicity, being combative, attacking anybody personally. Um, I don't. I don't like just throwing out random uh, titles or phrases. Uh, I, don't, I. I very carefully choose my words, as I. I believe Marcus does too. And so we're gonna do our best to just be respectful, gracious to each other. And you guys in the comments section, hopefully we can lead by example, and you guys also be gracious to each other, to us in the comments section. So without any further ado, um, Marcus Rogers, what's up, man? Live live streaming out of Chicago. Over Zoom, how you doing, boss? Man, I'm just uh, chilling, man. I I sat, had a couple people that kept sending me your videos, and uh, I was like, all right, well, let me reach out to them and just see what's what, man. That's that's pretty much it, man. I'm just chilling now. Word up, man. Well, listen, I appreciate you reaching out. Um, I think that's super cool. You served in the military, correct? Yes, sir. Which which branch? Uh, U.S. Army for like 12 years. Okay. Well, word, man. Thank you so much for your service, bro. Appreciate that. I just want to start off with giving honor or honors due. That's, that's very noble of you, man. Um, so thank you for serving our country, bro. Um, well, let's let's get right into it. I think the question that everybody's asking, and, and obviously the election is still in the air. Obviously, there's uh, some things that need to be worked out. They're still going through the all the legal processes, as Trump should, by the way. He should exhaust every legal thing he can, um, just like Gore did in the year 2000. Uh, but hypothetically speaking, where things stand as are today, the question that, that a lot of people are asking me to ask you is, if the election stands where it stands today, do you... Uh, do you think you should apologize? Do you think you may apologize for not directly prophesying that the Trump was going to be president? Because I don't think you, I didn't see a video of you ever directly saying it, but kind of propping up prophetic voices, quote unquote. Do, do you think you would apologize considering if, if this actually goes through and it becomes legal and all that kind of stuff? That's like the big question that a lot of people have. Of course, I already told uh, the individuals, and I say this in every video that I do, mm -hmm. I, I say, hey, don't put Brother Marcus on a pedestal, study for yourself, and pray about every video that I post. I say, don't take my word as the final authority. So I've already said, uh, you know, hey, if he doesn't win, I, I will admit that I probably missed it because the Bible says we prophesy in part and we know in part. I've never claimed to be a prophet. You can look at all my flyers. I always, they always ask me what title to put. I say put Brother Marcus because people misuse these titles and things. And sure. so when I was in South Korea, I was going to support Ben Carson or Ted Cruz. I was choosing. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, I was praying about it, and the Lord told me Trump was going to win. And everybody was mocking me and attacking me and things mm -hmm. like that. This is the first uh, election. And I yeah, the first election. And so I never, I never claimed to be a prophet. And, you know, uh, God, I was just like, hey, man, this is what God is showing me, and I want to share it with you guys. And that was pretty much it. And so I will say this, based off of what I feel the Lord has showed me, um, 
it is very possible because we're human that I could get in my feelings about it and I wanted it so bad. Sure. It's, it's not, you know, based off what God showed me about the Dem- Democratic Party and the LGBTQ, I, I will admit it. If I miss it, I'll tell people, like, I have no issue with that. I probably just wanted it too bad and I mixed my own feelings, you know, in with what I felt God was showing me. Got you. Okay. So can we just start off with some basic premises of like, what is prophecy? What is a prophet? Uh, just by your definition, just so we have some kind of working definitions on when you say prophecy, are you talking um, or prophet? Are you talking like capital P Old Testament prophet, prophet Elijah, Elisha, prophet Moses? Are you Is that what you when you mean by prophet prophet? Or do you mean like someone that can operate in the prophetic and maybe they get, you know, uh, words of knowledge, they get insight into prophetic things? So those people that the last ones that you mentioned, most of the time they're not prophets. Okay. Because God can show you something because you're you can you're an intercessor. He can show you something about somebody, and it's not so you can get on the mic and be like, "Oh, I, I'm prophesying this to you." A lot of people, that kind of stuff, it really you could tell it's so full of self, and mm-hmm. they want to look so deep spiritually. I don't believe those people are prophets. I believe God can show you things. I even believe that some people mistake discernment mm. and then they say, oh, I'm a prophet or they have a dream or they have a vision. They say I'm a prophet. Okay. A prophet in the Bible and in the New Testament is part of the fivefold ministry. Okay. Apostles, teachers, evangelists, all of that. And so I believe that the prophet's job, which we've seen in the Old Testament, they always went to the kings and they confronted the direction that the nation was going. They confronted what the children of Israel were doing. Um, you know, the prophet, uh, what's his name, came to David. When David was jacked up, the prophet Samuel came to Saul when he was jacked up, Mm -hmm. and they were going to the leaders and giving them direction, giving them correction. And so they were like literally the mouthpiece of God. Like, this is what I want you to say to the people. That's a prophet. Okay. And you believe that the prophets, that that, the people operating the prophetic or prophets today are as prevalent as they were in the Old and New Testament? Like, you feel like it is as authoritative as they were in the scriptures? Definitely not. I believe that there's too many people that are abusing um, the title. I believe American Christianity is so watered down and complacent and we've been so comfortable that we are definitely not tapping in like we should. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, they do talk about some people believe the prophets are done away with. But in the New Testament, they talk about the fivefold ministry and they say it's for the perfecting of the saints. And the role of prophet is one of those. So I believe that there are some. But the way that everybody is running around and everybody's a prophet. How is it everybody's a prophet, but nobody saw COVID? Mm. How is it everybody's a prophet, but, you know, nobody saw none of these things? And I, I specifically asked all these prophets in the church, I said, give me one who's going to say that Biden's going to win. Mm-hmm. And for six, seven months, I couldn't find none. Yeah. Now everybody wants to act all bold I, I got and stuff. one. I got one for you. I'll send, you, I'll send it to you on yeah. Instagram. There, there was one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there was one. I just, yeah, I, yeah, I just like, stumbled like I said, across him. Even if he was right, bro, yeah. there, was, there was one. Yeah. So it well, there was one that topic. I saw. There was one that I saw. There was one yeah. that I saw. So <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this. So, let's, so, so, so Trump and prophecy, right? There's a lot of this Trump prophecy. I mean, it's Pat Robertson. It's Kenneth Copeland. It, it's the, uh, what is the... Uh, what is the uh, send angels from Africa? Well, Paula White, right? It's it's like it's such a wide spectrum. Um, uh, 
what do you what do you personally make of these? There's a lot of questionable people that are making these prophetic decrees, right? A lot of a lot of question, a lot of people that have some questionable beliefs. A lot of people that are. Uh, you know, and I don't have no issues with people being wealthy and making money. I, I'm, I'm, I think, I think, you know, a worker's worth his wages. Uh, but there's just some questionable people in that mix. Do you think that all of those people were actually hearing from voices? Uh, I know you mentioned uh, somebody sent them. Was it uh, the guy that passed away? Uh, the accent guy. He's, Clement. He's Clement. the one. Yeah. That's the one you. He's respect. the one that. If yeah. you look at what he said. Mm-hmm. You can't deny the accuracy. Sure. He said that he's going to be in there and they're going to scream impeach, impeach. So up to up to right now, it's been accurate what yeah. he said. I think a lot of other people, um, I'm going to be honest, I don't feel the Holy Spirit off of everything that people say. Mm-hmm. I do believe we have a problem in America with people hiding prejudice behind being patriotic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we see that in church and that's why the church is divided. And so for me... I just went based off of what I felt that God showed me, which was one day I was looking at Isaiah 45 and he showed me King Cyrus. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, if my people build it in this season, I'm going to bless it. And he showed me like Trump, even though he's not saved. See, I don't believe Trump is saved or none of that kind of stuff. God just showed me like in the Bible, he used people like Nebuchadnezzar Mm -hmm. and different kings and things like that. And he showed me that. Some people call it pandering. They say Trump's pandering to Christians, Mm -hmm. but you can't deny whether it was pandering or not that he was doing things to protect Christian liberties. And so what I felt the Lord was showing me in my spirit is that there is a group that is rising up in America that is so Mm anti-God and that Trump assigned to America to repent. I'm from Chicago. I've been in the liberal liberal schools. Mm -hmm. Every class, they're bashing Jesus and pushing the LGBTQ agenda. It doesn't matter if it's geology psychology, every single class I was in, I was getting into it with the professors. Mm-hmm. And so what I thought God was showing me is that America, this is why I came up with that thing, casual Christians will be casualties. Mm-hmm. We America has a unique history with Christianity. Mm-hmm. We even encourage the slaves to be Christians. It's not like that in other, other you know, nations like China and stuff. Sure. And so I believe, long story short, what God was showing me, there's a group that was going to rise up through legislation and through the schools to try to just come against God. Okay. And this is biblical because we saw that with Daniel, and we saw that with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and we saw that with Esther. They yep. came to the king to try to pass legislation to come against the people of God. So let, let's go back to uh, uh, Clement. How do you say his name? Pastor Clement with the... With the with Clement. Clement, yeah. So in his prophecy, which I watched, I didn't, I, I'm not super familiar with him. He did come... Uh, 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 you know, highly co-signed by some of my friends that are in the in a more charismatic view of thinking. These he also said that that the president was going to be a, a man of prayer, uh, a man right. of faith. Uh, he also got some things wrong. If we're going to be honest, in terms of his description of the temperament of this this president, right? Uh, can, can we all, can we? Yes. So there were some things he got I, I pretty accurate. He said the second second term, he was going to become a man of prayer, but I'm not I'm not too sure. But it, it was like the second term. You know, he had. I don't claim Trump is a man of God. Okay. And even with that, the Bible says uh, we prophesy in part and we know in part. So I, I give grace to people because I don't expect anybody to be 100%, you know, accurate. 
after it. So all the time. Okay, fair enough. So you feel like God revealed to you the first time around. Second time around, you're saying you did not get a personal revelation that he was going to get reelected, and you're kind of defaulting to the multitude of prophetic voices that that that, that did get, get this revelation. Is that is that a fair statement? Like you did not get a personal. God told you he was going to be president. It wasn't like in Korea. Like when I was in Korea, I was in prayer and God told me like, you know, pretty much forget about Ben Carson, forget about Ted Cruz, Trump's going to win. And then I went and told people that. And from there, I say what I felt led in the spirit based off what he was showing about the LGBTQ okay. is that he said, Trump, Trump is a sign to repent. And then we had the coronavirus and what happened? Everything got shut down. Churches got shut down. Now everybody has a chance to reevaluate. Everybody has a chance to repent. Everybody has a chance to relook and humble themselves. Okay. And the Bible says if my people, which are called by that name, would do, would do that. So we, it literally happened. And so just for me, bro, since I've got out the army, everything that I've been building, God has been blessing. So nobody can make me feel like God is not with me. He doesn't. I can't make this stuff up. I, my, my goal was I was going to do 20 years and get out. And that was going to you know, be it. And I felt the Lord calling me out. And when I got out, I didn't know what I was going to do. And the Lord has provided for me. Uh, I've been street preaching. I've been I've been traveling, and sure. all with my own money and resources. And God has blessed it. And that's and awesome. that's what He told me. He said, "If they build it in this season, I'm going to bless it." And I'm getting ready to open a church in Chicago. Okay. I've started all the paperwork, and so that goes back to the word God gave me in 2014-15. I just believe that I got more time to build. Uh, Joe Biden is already saying in his first hundred days. He's pushing the LGBTQ thing. And I did prophesy that. You know what I'm saying? I did say that that was coming, you know, and I just didn't believe it was going to be right now this soon. Well, so, I say so, that. So, I mean, Richard Grinnell uh, came out and, and called Trump the most LGBTQ friendly president ever, the most pro-gay president ever. So I don't know a whole lot about those particulars. I know he did went radically increased his base with the LGBT community on this vote, right? Uh, so there's something that 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 community appreciates about him. I don't know all the particulars. Okay, now um, in the Old Testament, were prophets not expected to have a hundred percent accuracy when they prophesied, and were, were there not consequences for prophets um, who weren't a hundred percent accurate? I, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Yes, they should. They should have been accurate. Okay, so to so in this era, you, but it seems like you're extending grace to some of these prophets that may have gotten it wrong based on like if the old testament standard for profit is 100 percent accuracy why is it okay for folks to get it wrong now well Mo moses was considered like the first prophet sure god was literally speaking to him through a burning bush he snatched enoch up in the heaven he snatched eli elijah up in a chariot mm -hmm. that's not happening with people today right now yeah. Yeah, so they were like in a whole different level of closeness like they were talking directly to god mm -hmm. now we're filled with spirit of God, Amen. but we have flesh. The same way that God, uh, when, who was that, saw on the Damascus road, mm -hmm. literally pulled up on him and knocked him off the horse. That's not happening to a lot of people right now. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's why I believe the difference is these okay. guys were literally like with Adam and Eve mm -hmm. in the garden, just boom, no veil talking yep. to God. Walking like, with right. God. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, no, that's fair. I think, I think that's a... <sighs> The tough part is, is when we have a long form conversation like this, you can make these, these discretions. The average person right. looking at this, when someone says I'm a prophet and therefore I decree and declare that Trump's going to be president, they're viewing prophets as the, someone speaking in the Old Testament. They're viewing a prophet as somebody walking with Jesus, right? right. Like, so, so I think it's, you're making, um, 
you're, you're creating nuance and you're, you're adding these discrepancies, which I think are fair. And I think those who are familiar with the prophetic community would say, yes, it's not the same as those folks in the Old Testament. Uh, but on right. the surface, do you think it could be maybe problematic when you when you make a statement and you say, well, why do you think all these prophetic voices are, gonna, are saying Trump's going to win? Why do you think, right? And people are saying, you're, what you're basically saying is Trump's God's president. Trump's God's president, and therefore oh, there can be God, no nuance. Raises up kings and tears them down. So God is in complete control. Of sure. If he didn't want Obama to be in office, Obama wouldn't have been in office. He would have took Amen. him out. He could have given him a heart attack. Amen. But, God, but, but there wasn't a lot of Christians saying that about Obama, correct? There wasn't a lot of Christians like, yeah, Obama's God's president and God's sovereign and God's elected. Like that, that, that same energy wasn't there for Obama, correct? But I, I had the same energy. You had the same energy. And as did I, by the way. Fair enough. Thank you for thank you for saying that. Okay. But the Bible does say this. It says God is gonna judge every idle word. So I will tell you this, brother. I've been praying hard the last couple of days, like crying on my face before the Lord. I said, Lord, I don't care if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't care about being embarrassed. I will repent. I just want the truth. Mm-hmm. I don't care about Paula White, T D Jakes. Sure. I don't care what nobody else is saying. For me, for Brother Marcus, personally, I've been rejected by the church my whole life. Nobody gave me a Facebook platform or none of that stuff. And so I've, I've had to walk with God by myself for a long time. Is- so I've been, I'm honest with you, bro. I've been crying the last couple of days. I said, Lord... Man, okay, if, and it, I'm, if I'm if I'm by that not, much, yeah, and it's not, and it hasn't been made legal yet. So just to be fair, it has right. not been made legal yet. Um, they are probably going to fight it in the courts, and if he has legal precedent, he should. I have no problem. I have no problem with the recount. I have no problem with that. By the way, I didn't vote for Joe Biden. I don't know how much you know about my political views. I, I'm, I'm neither Democrat nor Republican. I'm politically agnostic. So just know that you're not talking to somebody that's trying to uh, be combative with you for the sake of being combative with you. I just have legitimate questions. Okay, so. Why do you believe that Trump is God's candidate? So that's a that's a funny thing. There's a lot of people that I don't connect with because I feel like they idol worship him and they're too MAGA MAGA. You'll never see me run around with no MAGA hat. Mm-hmm. I think that's ridiculous. You know, I know some people can get mad when I say that. But I just think that's just doing too much. All right. I, what God showed me was He said that Trump was a wall and that He was giving America a chance. And I'm gonna tell you why a lot of people don't like me, bro. Because I say stuff like this, uh, uh, and I feel like God has called me to the black church specifically because of all the hurt in the history. It's like how God called Jonah specifically to Nineveh. Okay. The biggest thing killing black lives is abortions. Okay. And there's no doubt about it. That, you could talk about injustice. You could talk, but if you look at the numbers, yep. the biggest killer of black life is an abortion. Okay. They say they almost have a million a year. And I believe in America, we talk about it so much that it's got watered down, but God cares about the babies. And if you look at the numbers, there is no atrocity in America statistically that is greater than that. And so Trump has been coming against Planned Parenthood, but this is how God showed it to me. He said, Trump is a wall and he's going to give America a chance to repent. And he told me America is not going to repent and they're going to crown a King Saul. And he told me that they are going to, uh, they're going to regret what they reject. Because a lot of churches, they just see Trump through the lens of, I don't like him, I don't like his face, I don't like how he talks. And I always tell people, it's not about his uh, past I mean, or his personality, it's about legislation. Because if you want to be fair, there is nothing, there's, you can't find one quote from Trump. 
that is more racist than the stuff that Biden has said. Agree. I put that challenge out there many times. So there's a hypocrisy where we give grace to Biden. And he did the crime bill and he did all of this stuff. And he says, oh, I'm sorry now. And he's never done anything for black people. Okay. You, all the worst cities for black people are ran by Democrats, bro. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop with that. But God showed me. He said Trump is he, with whatever. It's because of Trump's demeanor or whatever. He's a sign for America to repent. Okay. And we've had a chance with coronavirus and everything for us yeah. to repent. And I don't listen. Listen, I don't. I, I, I mean, whether God told you Trump is a sign for America to repent, I don't know that. Right. That's right. between you and God. But I don't necessarily have a disagreement with anything you're saying. Let me just pose you the opposite argument. Right. And and yeah, and, yeah. And, and I'm saying like, listen, this is not. Um, I voted for Obama in 08 and in 2012. Right. Um, right. And, 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 and I did not vote for Hillary, nor did I vote for Trump, nor did I vote for Biden, nor did I vote for Trump this time. I voted across the aisle both ways. So let me, let me, let me, let me pose it to you this way. When you look at all of the issues, when you look at all of the things surrounding specifically the issue of the unborn, which I agree, I think it's, 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 it's horrible. I think we will look back at this uh, liberal, Democrat, conservative, we will look back at this the way we look back at frontal lobotomies, the way we look back at the Coliseum, the way we look back. We will look 20 years from now, 30 years from now, we will look back and be like, man, th- we was wilding. Like the fact that this was so normalized and so standard. And by the way, that 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 is as ideological on the left, the whole like woman's choice, woman's body, woman, like that's just as ideological on the left. It's just as dogmatic. It's just as indoctrinating. I, I, I'm i not going to disagree with you there. But, but what I'm saying is when someone looks at it and they say, hey, listen, um, Marcus, I hear you. I hear you. But uh, a conservative Supreme Court passed Roe v. Wade. Uh, right. Abortion wasn't a, a, a moral or spiritual issue in the public eye until 1978-79 with Jerry Falwell, who was sure. associated with a guy named Paul Weyrich, who was a segregationist, uh, was 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 trying to move on and find another issue to attack attach the religious right to so then they picked abortion all of a sudden Jerry Falwell who funded Liberty University starts preaching about it all of a sudden Ronald Reagan becomes pro pro life right Republicans hold a conservative Supreme Court in 1992 majority Supreme Court so majority Supreme Court passes Roe v Wade they get Ronald Reagan in office they have another Supreme Court in 1992 they still don't overturn it right Right. And then there's a there's a partial ban, uh, excuse me, there's a ban on partial abortion in 2003. Obama gets in office, a pro-choice Democrat. And if you go look up Donald Miller, who wrote Blue Like Jazz, who wrote uh, the storyboard, Christian author, uh, he came out in 2008 in support of Obama. And he literally says Obama's the only president that I've heard who's actually had a plan for this issue outside of just trying to make it harder for people to get. And, and abortions hit record lows under a Democratic president. Okay, that's that's a fact. I'm not making that up. You can look that up for yourself. And then you get Trump, who was a pro-choice guy, right? A Democrat, pro-choice guy. All of a sudden, he's pro-life. All of a sudden, he wants to, you know, uh, do do away with abortion, all this kind of stuff. Trump then um, increases funding for Planned Parenthood. Now, whether or not he had to or not to compromise with the Democrats, he did. That's a fact. Trump right. then uh, appoints more conservative Supreme Court judges, one of which, Amy, came out and said she has no desire to overturn Roe v. Wade, maybe to create more restrictions, but no desire to overturn Roe v. Wade. And then uh, and then Trump in the first debate tells Biden, when Biden tries to bring this up, he's going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Trump says, no, 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 that's not on the docket. That's not on the docket. When, when right. I look at all of that, 
All of that connected pragmatically, right? And because what you're saying is a very emotional argument. And I agree with you emotionally. God cares about the babies. We should all care about the babies, right? And and we should all be doing our part, by the way, to care for the widow and the orphan. And I, you know, I don't, I don't put this stuff on social media, but I do in my real life, right? Um, When somebody looks, when somebody looks at all of those variables, Marcus, and they say, hey, man, um, you know, when I look at these other issues with uh, DACA and immigration, trying to pull uh, healthcare in the middle of a pandemic, when I look at all these things, I, to me, the lesser of two evils is Biden, right? How, why, mm-hmm. What is your response to that? Because I think that's a very reasonable, yeah. pragmatic. Again, hey, by the way, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm not saying I even <laughs> agree with it. I, I yeah. it, it, my caveat would have been if Andrew Yang was running. If Andrew Yang was right. running, and that, that's who I supported in the primaries, right? I would have voted for yeah. Andrew Yang over Trump, 100%. I didn't vote for Biden because of Kamala, because I, I'm not a fan of hers. I'm not a fan of Biden's. I don't, I don't, I, all the, we could agree why Biden's a bad candidate, why Kamala's a bad candidate. Me and you would sit here and agree on that. But when yeah. somebody makes that breakdown of all that, and I don't know how much of that history you know, and I don't know how much of the history you know of Paul Weyrich, the religious right being segregationist, and then this becoming a moral issue and kind of being optimized by the, you know, the white evangelical church, right? Um, what is your response to that? I know I said a whole lot, but what is your response when someone says, hey, man, based on these numbers, based on these statistics, based on what we've seen Trump not do for this issue, based on him impro- increasing Planned Parenthood, I think it makes the most sense to vote Democrat because of my convictions in these other policy areas. Well, I, if you got, if I got your permission, I'm going to go real unpolitically correct right now, and I'm going to just mm-hmm. tell you straight up how I feel if you're cool with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean listen, we, we got, I got time. We got time today. <laughs> So, number one, I don't um, expect them to ever overturn it. But the way that God showed it to me with, with America. Okay, hold on, hold on. You just, you just made a big statement. You just made a big statement. Explain why you don't over, ever expect Trump to overturn it. Because we know a lot of people voted for Trump in 2016, Christians, with the expectation that they would overturn it. Not just restricted, but full-on overturn Roe v. Wade. And that is the talking point of those on the left. He's going to take away women's rights. right? They, they, they believe that. Why do you? Because that's a very nuanced perspective that not a lot of Christians hold. You just said you don't expect him to overturn it. Why is that? I'm curious. I don't. I believe that some people are so evil that they will do the abortions themselves, and so they don't want that happening on their hands. So their best, the wisest thing to do is just say the government's not going to fund it, and that's what they're probably looking for people to do. My tax dollars are not going to fund it. But with, even with the abortion thing, here's where it gets scary, right? Mm-hmm. No, this is and this is biblical. You could talk about the enemy and territory. But it's like you give the enemy a little bit and he gains more and more ground. So we started with abortion. And people always want to use the argument about rape, even though that's only 1.5 percent at the time. From a spiritual aspect, if we're keeping it all the way 100, most people have abortions and they're sacrificing that baby to the idol of self. I don't want this baby to inconvenience me. I want to live my life. And that's what it is. But here's the scary part. Places like New York are pushing for full term abortions. So if you look at abortions and you look at the LGBTQ, even under Obama, it started with what? Domestic partnerships. Oh, we just want to get married. Love is love. And if anybody looks at the progression over the years, now you've got kids talking about getting sex changes. You've got drag queens in the libraries and the schools. So it always starts as a little, little thing and then it grows into more. So now we're talking about full term the baby could have been in the womb five minutes before, and we still would have killed it. Let's let's hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, 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 let's back up. Let's back up. Let's be truthful. 
Yes, New sir. York has the most liberal abortion law. And by the way, me just saying this is not me co-signing this law. I think it's a terrible right. law, right? I think AOC, I think anybody pushing to extend it past 20 weeks is, I don't rock with that at all. New York has the most liberal law past 24 weeks. And that's right. with the caveat in writing that the mother's health and well-being has to be at risk. The mother's life has to be at risk. So to say that all Democrats or that all pro-choice people are saying Hey, we just want abortion. Mom, five minutes, day before, we're going in and ripping a baby out and cutting his throat. That's just not true, bro. Not, maybe, not, maybe, not all of them. Maybe, maybe a small percentage that are just sick and twisted and demented believe, believe that. But by and large, uh, the majority of these happen before eight weeks and before 12 weeks. And yes, they are done out of, and they are done out of inconvenience. It doesn't. And they and they are done out of inconvenience. And and 45% of women who had an abortion have had a previous abortion. So I'm not co-signing that. I'm just saying if we're going to talk about late-term abortion or or third trimester, third trimester, brother, that's that's 26 weeks and beyond, 27 weeks and beyond. Those are so rare and the majority of how these laws are written are if the mother's life is in risk. So I just want to be truthful because somebody came out yesterday, Pastor Victor Marks came out yesterday and accused Lecrae and accused my friend, Pastor Miles McPherson, of supporting a third trimester candidate. And that's just not true. There's no record of Biden supporting third trimester uh, abortions. There just isn't. Well, I, so I'll say this, and we can get you to the spiritual aspect. The, the Bible says the spirit of the Antichrist is already moving in the earth. So the spirit of the Antichrist is anything that comes against Christ. So anything that comes against Christ's will is from the spirit of the Antichrist, period. Because it's it's not the truth. It's not from the spirit of God. So killing babies and all that kind of stuff comes from the spirit of the Antichrist. And if the Bible says the spirit of the Antichrist is already moving in the earth, so the Holy Spirit flows and the spirit of the Antichrist has a flow. So there's no other way to put it other than these people are flowing in the the, uh, spirit of the Antichrist. Now, here comes the argument about the border. Some people will say, well, what about the border? Let's be real, bro. Most people are not like you. Most of these people who are talking about this stuff, it shows, right? Because when they showed the cages on the news, they attacked Trump. But the cage has been there since Obama. Obama said out of his mouth several times, don't send the kids here. We're going to send them back. It's, it's interviews that people can look up. Mm-hmm. Obama deported more than anybody. So a lot of times, the Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Most people who are running their mouth don't really care. They say, oh, you guys just care about abortions and LGBTQ, but what about the border? But the truth is, you don't see many of them at the border. Mm-hmm. You don't see many of them really. They didn't really care until to the media told them to care. Yeah. You had that caravan that was marching, and it was all over the news. Sure. And then all of a sudden, it just disappeared. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and the perfect example with the cages, bro. So most people, if we're being all the way honest, uh-huh. they're not like you. They're not out there taking care of the widows. I saw this um, sister, she's like a Christian comedian, uh-huh. and she was post, posting about the abortion things, and they always said, well, take care about the, the kids that are outside of the womb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you're not adopting none of those kids, you're just talking. Absolutely. So that means you don't care about the ones in the womb or out the womb. You don't care about neither one. You're just talk. Yeah. And that's my problem that I have with people. They talk all these you know, political points, but there's no action, especially in the church. What about the kids at the border? They're doing nothing. Yeah. They're talking from their couch. 
Yeah, well, true, and, and and a lot of people are talking from their couch, and and then there are a lot of people and a lot of folks just in my local community that went to the border and fed a lot of those right. people and took care of those people. So it, it it's with anything, and just, and just like we could say, well, you know, oh, I wish pro life people were uh, putting their money where their mouth, and it's like, well, a lot of them are. A lot of them do do things for the unborn, and and and, and so my point would be, if if the church was known by and large, based on right. practice. And marketing, telling the story. Hey, if you are a woman, you're considering uh, this act of abortion. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not going to judge you for considering it. But what we're going to do is we're going to create, uh, we're going to create uh, an environment where your living expenses can be covered, where you can raise the baby, where you can get vocational training. You can come out a year, two years in, and you could have health care, and you could have care for the baby, and you could have skills to go in the marketplace and crush it. I think if churches, by and large, we're known by that. Uh, and again, that, this is also a PR thing, Marcus, because there are churches that do this. They just don't do a good job of telling everybody that they do this. And maybe that's maybe that's a you know theological disagreement. But I think that would be um, important. Uh, I just wanted to quickly pull up a verse. It says, according to 1 John, it says, Who is the liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist. He who denies the Father. So anyone that denies that Jesus is the Christ, anyone that denies that Jesus is the Messiah, is the Antichrist. Right. Not just people, uh, you know, who we may disagree with theologically or politically even, right? So I think I think that's an important distinction. So, um, and by the way, bro, there's so many issues, man. The, the thing at the border, immigration, we're not, we're not going to solve all the world's problems, right? I just want to specifically get your thoughts on this stuff. So you, my, my question about like when I laid out all those things on why somebody vo- would vote for Biden, what would be your response to that? Because you... you you you're going into other things, the border and immigration, all that kind of stuff. But specifically on the issue of abortion, if if our brother Lecrae laid that out and you had a conversation with him, and I'm not I don't mean to speak on behalf of Lecrae, by the way, but but if he did, and I don't know if I don't think Lecrae is a registered Democrat or anything like that, but if he laid that out for you and says, Hey man, this is why I'm voting. When I when I weigh all this stuff, it just seems like this is the better choice for these reasons. Why why would you push back? That's nonsense. Let's be all the way one hundred. I'm black. Black people have been taught to vote Democrat, and that's just the black thing to do. Okay, say and it wasn't Lecrae. Say, say it was a non-black person, and he and he laid that out for you based on the issue of abortion, um, and 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 he and he said that there wasn't now, no democratic talk plantation. About, talk about legislation then, because mm-hmm. what what legislation are you saying that is so um, oppressive, or that it's going to be really made a difference? Because, like for example, Democrats. Mm-hmm. They haven't even taken care of black people, and they've had the loyal vote, but now they're saying they're going to take care of minorities. The worst cities for black people are Democratic-ran, and have always been so. Hey, brother, this I'm, in, I'm Trump- in California, fam. I know. <laughs> I'm an hour and a half from L.A. You, you preach it to the choir. I agree with you. I, don't, well, I'm, I, vote, I, just, I just signed a petition to try to get uh, Governor Newsom recalled. Like, you don't, you're, you're preaching to the choir. I agree with you. I agree with you. So, but 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 I'm specifically speaking on the issue of of this abortion thing with Trump having increased Planned Parenthood funding, with Trump's going on record saying he has no no desire to. It's not on the docket. Uh, his judge, new judge, Judge Amy, saying it's 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 not on her thing to try to right. You're saying based on what? Just on the restriction side, or do you do, like what? We didn't really get into this. Abortions is just really a side thing for me. The big thing that God showed me is the LGBTQ. Okay. He told me straight up. That legislation, our persecution was going to come through legislation. And some people don't agree with this, but in 2015, God gave me a vision and I saw a golden statue and it said LGBTQ. Okay. And he told me that the persecution in America 
of the church was going to come through the LGBTQ community mm -hmm. and that they were going to try to push the LGBTQ like the black civil rights movement. So Christians would be like the racist white people and then the LGBTQ would be like the black community and the civil rights movement. And we already saw that start happening, but it doesn't get talked about. You know, the Christian baker who got sued, sure. the, the girls t-shirts who got sued. And because it has, this is how I explain it to people, right? With the sex change thing with like, do you wait and stuff? Mm -hmm. Christians say you own a daycare mm -hmm. and you've got all these kids coming to your daycare. And the mom says, Hey, this is my son, but it's a girl. I want you to refer to the girl as she. Mm -hmm. Now as a believer, I've got a decision to make because when God created a man, he created a man and called him a man. When he called a woman, he called a woman. Mm -hmm. But these people are telling you, you're going to call my son a girl. Okay. Right. And if you don't, now I'm gonna you're gonna get in trouble with legislation. Now I'm gonna sue your business. Now and this has already happened in the churches. And so abortions to the side, the big thing that the Lord showed me was LGBTQ. Okay. He told me there's gonna be a big collision that's gonna come. And we see like the little small like earthquakes before the big earthquake. Mm -hmm. And he told me specifically that when the King Saw gets crowned, that we're gonna see another wave. So if you look at Obama. When he became president, uh -huh. he pushed that harder than anything else, right? And there was, and it, it, if you really look at it, they've gained so much territory. You see it everywhere now, all the time. And the same thing is going to happen whenever Trump gets out. That's what God showed me. It's going to be a second wave. And okay. guess what? Biden says his number one priority is that. And what Christians got to wake up and realize, there's going to be a conflict. Sure. It's coming. The LGBTQ and the church is going to clash. There's no God told me that clear as day. Okay, so let me ask you this. So, so how then do you respond to Richard uh, Glendale, G Richard Grinnell, who says that Trump is the most pro LGBTQ uh, LGBTQ president ever? As long so he was Trump. Uh, Trump was trying to reverse the whole transgender thing, you know, with the men in the girls' bathrooms and all that kind of stuff. He did away with that. He did away with it in the military. So that's like a funny thing to say because. People could say, oh, uh, you know, Trump is for the LGBTQ and they love him. Mm -hmm. But show me the legislation that is conflicting with the church. Okay. Biden and them, if you look at their legislation and the mm -hmm. Equality Act, it's going to conflict with the church. It's going to conflict with Christian businesses. Okay. And so abortions, stuff at the border, God told me specifically, America's going to have a wake-up call. And it's going to be through the, and the reason why it's going to be through the LGBTQ is because I can sell it to you like this. Love is love, and let people love who they want to love. And I can make you look like the bad guy. I can make you look homophobic. I can make you look like the evil person because you just don't want to let people live their life. So and that and so that's the big one. So Richard, you know, that so, got, Richard so Richard Grinnell, <laughs> Richard Grinnell is just kind of capping. He's just kind of looking past all the LGBTQ people that voted for Trump this time. I think he doubled his reach in the LGBTQ community. You would say that those people are just kind of not actually looking at the legislation. Well, uh, the, a lot of the LGBTQ guys that I've seen support Trump, uh -huh. it's like they're cool being gay, uh -huh. but they're not with drag queens and stuff like that in the schools with the kids and stuff. I've seen them come out and say that. So they feel like, yo, I'm gay, but these people are going too far with it. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And so th th there's to an extent that and maybe they're not paying attention to the actual. Is it is it fair to say that the same way maybe these LGBTQ people aren't paying attention to the same actual legislation that maybe christians aren't actually paying attention to the legislation or what he hasn't done for the sake of the unborn is, is can we can we make that parallel maybe because you said okay so yeah so so maybe the lgbtq is is 
uh, misinformed to an extent the way that Christians are misinformed that they assumed he was going to overturn Roe v. Wade when he really wasn't. And you said you don't think anybody's going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Most people are not informed off of you, bro. Most people vote off of their feelings. I don't like Donald Trump. I don't like his personality, yep. so I'm a vote for Biden. Most people can't tell you nothing about legislation. Mm -hmm. They can't tell you. They can't tell you what Trump did for the black. Why? Why is it that all these black people love Trump, right? Snoop Dogg, all these rappers, and they never brought up the Central Park Five, not one time. Mm -hmm. Taking pictures with him, hanging with him. Oh, and now in the nineties when he was popping. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah, that's a and fair you're point. smiling with him and you're cheesing with him, sure. but all of a sudden the media tells you, "Oh, he's a racist." And, that, and that's what goes back to Lecrae and stuff like that. These people are saying that stuff because it's a cop-out and it's weak. All right, bottom line, because it's the black thing to do. And I don't want to lose that black money. Uh -huh. I don't want to get no backlash for saying certain things. That's all it is. I, I, I see past that kind of stuff, man. It sounds good. But if, if, if that's the case, let's really be bold and unashamed. Are you willing to say that gay marriage is wrong? Uh -huh. Are you willing to, instead of just saying, oh, what about the babies outside of the womb? Are you willing to just come out and say abortions are wrong? I don't see that happening. Can, can I give you a third option, Marcus? Can I give you a third option? And maybe, you, maybe you'll disagree with me on this, right? Past two elections, sure. I voted libertarian, okay? And libertarians, I don't know how, how familiar you are with libertarians. Libertarians are for civil freedom. Let people do what they want. Let people live how they want to live. As long as they don't hurt other people, and this and this may come as a shock as to some of you guys, um, I, I am for the legalization of drugs. I am for all of these things. So I, I think the third option might be, hey, um, let people do what they want as long as they're not hurting other people, and let people do what they want as long as they're not trying to indoctrinate my son into what they need to believe on these issues. So it's not to come out and say it's either or. It's to say a libertarian position is to say, hey, um, you know what? People, people can make up their own decisions. If crack was illegal today and all of a sudden it was legal tomorrow, Marcus, me and you aren't going to go do crack, right? If gay right. marriage was illegal yesterday and then tomorrow is legal, me and you aren't going to go get married to a dude. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so this is where the, 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 the other position might come in. And so, and I think with the caveat of the abortion thing is like, yeah, no, abortion is, is more complicated because there's another person. There's an actual person in there. It's not just a woman's body. It's another person. And how we work around it and legislate it, I think is important. So I think if Lecrae were to come out and take a libertarian position and say, hey, listen, I think people should do what they want. Um, as long as they're not hurting other people. So if they want to do these things, like we have alcohol, and we could argue that alcohol and cigarettes are worse than marijuana, right? <laughs> we, could we could argue a lot of things that are legal are horrible and, and the antithesis of a Christian worldview, but they're still legal, right? So for I'm sure. not for legislating my morality. Listen, Marcus, I'm into fitness much like you, right? Um, if it was up to me, brother, everybody would be up at 5.30 and at their gym. <laughs> we would save a ton of money on health expenses. We would eat way more broccoli and greens. We would cut down on the sugar. You know what I said? Alcohol would be illegal with cigarettes, but it's not my morality that I'm trying to legislate on people. It's, hey, what's the best system where we could have a free market economy at the same time, let people do what they want to do and let give people the option to fail. Let people let people have the option to fail and, and it'll all work out. And we I could come back and give you more on the on the LGBTQ thing, you know, if you, if you want to hear my thoughts on that. But what do you what do you what do you think on a libertarian position? Do you think that it's just that that's completely because a lot of Christian libertarians, there's probably a lot of Christian libertarians watching this right now. All right. So that I love what you said, because honestly, this is what I tell people. And some Christians don't like it. I'm like, look, if this guy wants to be gay, he can be gay. 
If she wants to have an abortion, that's on her. That's her life. My problem has, especially with LGBTQ, stop pushing it on the children. Stop. Like, for example, my daughter in her school over here, mm -hmm. they did a presidential vote, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, we're going to show you guys how we vote. But the only option they gave them to vote for, this is here in Chicago, was Biden. Mm -hmm. And my eight-year-old daughter's like, they wouldn't even let me vote for Trump. Wow. So the truth is, they're trying to indoctrinate people. Now, that's that's one side of it. Mm -hmm. But now we got to talk about the spiritual side from the perspective of a, of a believer. And Sodom and Gomorrah, it was, yeah, anything just goes. Mm -hmm. And people say, well, God doesn't, uh, church and politics is separate. No. America is very unique. That's something that we came up with, separation of church and state. God wants to be Lord over America. Mm -hmm. He wants to be Lord over Africa. He wants to be Lord over everywhere. And so that, that's something that we've been just saying because in America, we're so comfortable with our Christianity mm -hmm. that, oh, yeah, we could just go to church on Sunday and I'm not bothering nobody and they're not bothering me. But what God has showed me, brother, and I know this, mm -hmm. I, nobody can tell me otherwise. There is a group of people that are raising up in America mm -hmm. and they hate that we have in God we trust on the money. Mm -hmm. They feel like they are doing the world a favor mm -hmm. by coming against Christianity. Mm -hmm. They don't want... That's why on Amazon, they don't want no gender conversion therapy mm -hmm. books, what mm -hmm. they call it. Really, that's code for preaching against homosexuality. And so we can say that and it sounds good. Mm -hmm. But what we got to realize is the enemy has been waiting for a door to open to gain more territory. And the Bible says in the last days, all these different things were going to happen. So, yes, I can sit there and say, look, do whatever you want to do. As a Christian, I love you. Mm -hmm. I don't agree. Mm -hmm. But here's the problem, bro. Mm -hmm. They preach tolerance, and they're not tolerant. They're lying. They, they say, oh, agree to disagree. In my classroom, bro, I thought these people were going to hit me, yeah. like, for talking about Jesus and stuff like that. And so they say that they're tolerant, but it's like, no, they want you to bow down, like, let's celebrate the LGBTQ thing. They do. Yeah. They say, so, like, oh, I respect your beliefs. But when you preach truth, yeah. it makes them bad, man, because it's the spirit of the Antichrist that you're coming. So I, I say this, and I'll be quiet, but from the spiritual aspect, Sodom and Gomorrah, they let everything go. And so God always sent a prophet to come against that, just letting anything go and just letting people. There was all because without a voice, how can they hear without a preacher? The Bible says. Mm -hmm. So somebody's got to stand up and say, look, in love and wisdom, not hateful, but sin is still sin mm -hmm. and wrong. And you don't believe God is supposed to reign in America. God wants to reign in America. And sure. America has been blessed. Because we are so unique from predominantly Islam, Islamic countries Agreed. and other places like that. We have been blessed. But there are people in America that they're saying, enough. we're sick of that. Religion is what's wrong with the world. And that, bro, yeah. that, that spirit is rising up in America. I, and I, and I, I wouldn't disagree with you. I think the dangerous part, in my opinion, is, is creating an us versus them mode of how we engage in these conversations. And this is what I mean by that. Um, what I think is happening is I think we tend to give the most radical, extreme voices the platform and we say, ha, see, they represent that entire segment of society. So I'll give you an example, right? Um, if, if, if we look at the civil rights movement, right? You have Martin Luther King Jr., very peaceful, nonviolent. Then you have, you know, Malcolm X around the same time. He's a little more like, you know, hey, he's more, a bit more militant. Right. Then you have uh, then you have the Black Panther Party. They're a bit more militant. 
right? And then you have the, the 90s hit, and you got the new Black Panther Party, and you got Tupac, right? And Tupac said, hey, if we're asking for these things, we want, these, we want this freedom, and you keep saying no, and we know you, you know, I'm sure you've seen that Tupac, you know, we're knocking on the door, and then boom, I'm coming in screaming, you know what I mean? And so what happens is I think there becomes an escalation when a group of people gets demonized, when a group of people gets dismissed, when a group of people gets persecuted, there becomes an overcorrection, and now it's cultural Marxism, far leftist, equal output, yeah. socialism. But what? But the, but the issue, though, Marcus, is that we're letting the most radical, the most extreme voices on the left. We're giving them the plan, and and the right, the right is doing this. And I just mean Lavarcier just had a conversation on Twitter about this. Like, out of all the protests and the celebration goes on, he posts some random clip of some Black Lives Matter protesters saying that Biden is nothing, and we're still gonna get right. It's like, why don't we just stop it? Why don't we just start ignoring these people, right? Like, and this is what I mean. If you if you look at folks who are liberals, right? If you look at Joe, uh, Joe Rogan, if you look at uh, what he says about these very issues, you and him would have this conversation and he'd probably agree with you. He's not a Christian. He's a liberal. He's a Democrat. Well, he's not a Democrat. He's a liberal though. He's probably, he's probably voted. And he would say, hey, listen, um, stop indoctrinating people. Stop pushing tolerance as the primary. This is people, this is a non-Christian, non-regenerated person that would sit here right. and agree with you. If you look at what the young Turks say, which is like progressive leftists, they will fall on right. say, Defunding the police is nonsense. Stop saying defunding right. the police. You sound this is this is people who were behind the funding of AOC. This is people that literally this is who funded AOC. People don't know this. There's a documentary on Netflix about it. So what I what I would say to you is, Marcus, when when people are demonized, when people are persecuted, and let's not get it twisted. Black people, the LGBT, Mexicans, they have been persecuted in America. We can't just gloss over that. They have there have right. been hate crimes. There there have been these things. When you persecute people long enough, eventually they just they just snap you know what i mean and i think what you saw from the lgbtq community i don't mean to speak on behalf of black people or lgbtq people but what i think we saw is hey guys we just want can we just have the same rights as you can we just have the same no you can't well can can we please just have these same rights as you you can have a little bit of rights can we just please 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 we have the same rights as you. No, you can't. Make the cake. Make the stupid cake. Right? It, it, it escalated to make the cake. You got to marry me. I got to get married to your choice. And it's a small fragment that now is seen to be speaking for the entire majority when, in my opinion, the, the average person in the LGBTQ community doesn't want everybody, uh, you know, special rights and everybody indoctrinated. There are some, just like there are some people who are in the pro-choice movement that want late-term abortion. But when I'm looking at the majority of people, when I'm listening to a joke, Rogan, who I don't agree with on everything politically, when I'm listening to the Young Trucks, they're not on this overthrow America, capitalism, Marxism, socialism, yeah, like, nobody really wants that, like, we like what we have, and maybe, yes, Marcus, to your point, maybe we do need to be more grateful as Americans, maybe we do need to be more thankful that God allowed us to be here. Where have we come from the 1980s, bro, to now? It's so, that's the thing, people, people, people say, like, oh, you know, they don't want it, but more and more, it just keeps, you know, it keeps increasing, bro. And so now it's at the point you've got little boys, you know, in bars and there's grown men throwing money at them while they're twerking and stuff like that. And yeah, so all, it's all, like, that, all that's yeah. trash, bro. All that's trash. Yeah, right? But look trash. at the backlash. But look at the backlash on that Netflix documentary that just came out with the with the cuties or what are they called? The tween the tweenies, the little girls that were trying to learn. To that was by that's and large, non-Christian, Christian, liberal, secular. 
this is disgusting. What are you doing, Netflix? You guys are bugging, right? This is crazy, right? So you saw that come from everybody on that side. When when it when it's that obvious, it's and again, so I, I don't know if we could just say everybody who's not not a Christian, everybody who's a Democrat, everybody who's this. Um, yes, there are a segment of society that wants to kill conservative values, that want to kill Christian views. I'm not disagreeing with you there. I'm saying, bro, these folks have been here forever. These folks have been what here about- since the free love movement of the 60s these folks have been here and you know what happens this is why these people aren't a threat to me marcus because because uh uh wisdom will be proven right by her actions if living Mm -hmm. that way is really beneficial to you if hooking up on tinder is beneficial for you if being addicted to porn is beneficial for you if being non-binary is beneficial to you if all of these should not having abortions being promiscuous right if all this stuff is wisdom will be proven right by our children and so to me what i think happens is people while out christians too they while out for a season of life and it's like that whole like if you're if you're under 20 and you're not a liberal you have no heart and if you're over 35 and you're not a conservative you have no brain right most of these folks grow up and they say you know what and again some of them go into the college system some of them uh persuade minds but by and large these come on bro like we know how this stuff ends we know what happens if you just have aimless consistent pleasure without purpose we know how this stuff we know where this goes we know if you eat what you want you will get fat and die at some point if you just engage in all of your sexual desires at any cost and be a hedonist that will catch up with you right when you know so to me it's like fam what what's you know now with you now with you here marcus don't try to indoctrinate my kids don't try to tell them this is normative. Don't try to tell them, you know what I mean? And if I meet somebody in real life and they want me to use a certain pronoun and they want me to call them a, um, a he, she, or a zai or whatever, I'll do that. I'll accommodate. I'll love them willingly because that's I'm, I'm a kind person. But I think by and large, I think we're making such big issues out of folks that are so radical. And if we did the same, and by the way, the left does this to the right. The, the, the right, they'll find the most crazy Trump supporting voices and the most white nationalist racist voices. And they'll be saying, ha, see, all Trump supporters are this way. But we're doing the same thing to each other. So anyway, I'll let you speak, brother. I'm sorry, I went on a rant. What you're saying, what you're saying is right because we should walk in love. But the way that God showed me that he's looking at it, for example, is D. Wade's son. Okay. Right? They, they, they came against the cuties thing, but you better not say nothing about D. Wade's son because you're going to get attacked. You better, you better agree with it, and you better shut up and applaud. Because if you, if anybody, let's say somebody that's big, me, they're going to look at me like I'm crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say The Rock. If The Rock comes out right now and says, I don't agree with, you know, D. Wade's son, and because of my biblical beliefs, they're going to destroy him. His career is going to be over. Mm-hmm. So the people that say, uh, you know, tolerance and stuff, it's nonsense. And here's what the conflict is, because if God always had a voice to speak against this, mm-hmm. you can't just accommodate and be like, well, I'm going to be silent. If God is telling me to speak it, I speak it in love. The fact of the matter is they are going to tear you down. And if yeah. you're in any big position in Hollywood, or a president, or any of these, somebody, and that's why with Lecrae and those people, I have the issue, because it's like, bro, be 100, you're not going to say it, you guys talk about being bold and unashamed all the time, but every time I've seen them, mm-hmm. you know, Andy Video on uh, Fox News, they were asking about 116 and what it means, he's like, oh, it's just my slogan, you know, and he's, he's like totally intimidated by them, he wouldn't tell them it was a Bible verse, mm-hmm. and so, to me, God has always had an Elijah and Elijah voice, to speak out. Now, I will say this, bro. 
when I get on my lives, sometimes people are like, man, he's fired up. Mm-hmm. If you meet me in real life, bro, I heard people you. Will seem tell like you, a real nice to- guy, Marcus. I keep it a buck. You seem like the kind of guy we probably get some good weight gym sessions in together. I like you. You're very likable. So I'm, 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 I'm going to say that. So I love, I love people, bro. So, I love people, but I, I'll say this. So how, I know what God told me. How would you recommend? American- how would you recommend we deal with people who have different moral positions, right? Whether that's maybe you don't drink, and there's people that want to have the freedom to drink. Maybe it is the LGBT. How would you say we 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 um, we we love them, but at the same time we you know I, I don't know you you I, I would how do you answer how do you answer that? Go ahead. Two ways how Brother Marcus handles it. Anybody who knows me, they know I'm I'm not ashamed. I used to fornicate. I used to commit adultery. I used to party. I'm not. God has forgiven me, so nobody can hold my past against me. They they could dig up my past or whatever. They'd be like, oh, he's been divorced. All these different things. God has forgiven me. So number one, Christians. Please don't act like you don't need the grace of God. Amen. Please. The Bible, Jesus died for all sin on one cross. He didn't die on a bigger cross for the LGBTQ and then a small cross for you. The Bible says God resists the proud. And the problem that we have in the American church is we look at LGBTQ like that's just the worst thing in the world. But God cares about pride and he cares about your religious spirit and he cares about your self-righteous spirit. He cares about both of those things. So the word that God always gives me is I walk in grace and love. And here's the thing. If you really have the spirit, the spirit will give you what to say in the moment. Most people are running around screaming at people and Bible thumping. But if you're sensitive to the spirit, your seed will never fall on bad ground. The Lord will tell you, hey, that harvest is ready. That person is ready for you to speak a word to them. So many people, they go, just how the Bible says, we pray and we pray amiss. They pray, they, they witness and they preach based off emotions and feelings are, well, you know, I sin is sin and wrong is wrong, so I'm just going to say it. You don't always have to say uh, what you feel. I hang around, bro, I go to the studio when I record, and if, if, if I recorded it, a lot of Christians would be mad. There would be guys in there smoking weed, mm-hmm. and they'd be drinking alcohol, and I'm in there rapping, you know, about Jesus. So they're like, man, you're rapping about Jesus? And what ends up happening, they'll be like, yo, do you want me to put the weed out? Because they want to respect you. Because I didn't go in there like, hey, man, da, 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 da. I just like, I'm like, you want to smoke? Cool. You want to drink? Cool. Mm-hmm. They know I'm not about to smoke, and they know I'm not about to drink. But I don't go in there acting better. And then what ends up happening, they respect me. And they'll be like, man, I'll put the weed down or something like that. So, uh, you know, love is very important, but also having the backbone. The Bible says, my favorite verse in the Bible, he that winneth souls is wise. Amen. Wise. And, and Paul said, I become all things to all men that I might win them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people don't agree with me arguing with people in the comments, mm-hmm. but I've learned, I've won more people arguing, mm-hmm. going back and forth, because the truth will set you free. So sometimes you got to meet people with the same energy because they will try to bully you to silence you. Mm. And then when you, Paul says, I withstood Peter to his face. Peter was talking all that kind of yeah. stuff about the Gentiles and the, the food. And Paul went down there and checked him. Yeah. And I'll say this, I'll be quiet. I feel like this is the other problem with American Christianity, bro. I really believe if that the real prophets from the Bible were here, and even if Paul was here, most churches would reject him. They would say that he's mean. That he, he said, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? If you literally look at the Bible, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'll I, I show you. Just imagine if Paul was here today in 2020. When he was Saul, he was killing Christians. Mm-hmm. So imagine if you and me are looking at CNN, and there's this guy, and he's killing all these Christians. And he goes Facebook Live, and he says, man, 
I had an encounter with God when I was driving the car, and I'm going to preach the gospel. Most churches would not even receive him. They would never let him preach. Why? Because most people are not walking by the Spirit. Bro, sure. I, I don't. we could probably have this discussion later, like oneness and Trinitarians and stuff like that. I've seen people who don't agree, different denominations, but they're Spirit-filled. Mm-hmm. And they're speaking the same thing that God is speaking from a different denomination. Mm-hmm. And so the Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Spirit is telling me the same thing that it's telling you. We're both speaking the same thing, and we don't agree on everything, mm-hmm. but here's the problem. What is a heaven or hell issue, and what is non-negotiable? Sure. For example, Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm-hmm. We, can't, we just, Jehovah's Witnesses, you're talking some crazy stuff. Yep. And so that's the big problem. Are we being really led by the Spirit, mm-hmm. or is it religion? Is it feelings? Is it emotions? And if you're led by the spirit, you can witness more effectively. Fair enough. So you seem like a very gracious guy. You just said you, you know, you're in the studio with guys that may be smoking and drinking. You're, it seems like you're around people that don't just all agree with you. Right. Um, So, so help me understand why does it seem like you're prioritizing the LGBTQ thing as such a, like such a, main issue for you in terms of how you view politics and Trump. Okay. Yeah. So like it goes back to what um I had that vision that God showed me. So all throughout the Bible you got the Assyrians, you got the Babylonians, you got the Philistines, you got the uh Pharisees, you got the Sanhedrins, right? They crucified you got the Romans. So these people existed with the children of God. And they had to cohabitate, they had to live with them. Right. But these people also, like in the story of Esther, mm-hmm. were plotting on the people of God. And so in a, with American Christianity, we've been so blessed for so long, nobody cared that you went to church. Mm-hmm. For a long time, nobody cared. Mm-hmm. Now what we're starting to see, and it's, it's ha- it, the way it's going to happen in America, because we're so politically correct, mm-hmm. they're not going to just come out and bash Christians. Why? Nobody is going to win the presidency in America by bashing Christians. Mm-hmm. It's not going to If you just come out bashing Christians, Forget about it. You're not going to win. Because even people who are not really Christians, mm-hmm. everybody's a Christian nowadays. And so what God showed me, though, is just like in the Bible, there were people that plotted on Daniel mm-hmm. because it's the spirit of the Antichrist. There were people that plotted with Esther and Haman and Mordecai, with Shadrach, with Meshach and Abednego. And so the problem with America is we think that there's nobody plotting on the church no more. We think there's nobody influenced by uh, these demonic uh, spirits anymore. And so God showed me clear as day. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I hate anybody. This is just what he told me. Mm-hmm. Just like you had the Romans occupying, uh, you know, the children of Israel and things like that. The LGBTQ is going to rise up because no matter what we say, it's antichrist spirit. Mm-hmm. It's not God's will for a man to be with a man and a woman to be with a woman. It's not. No matter. You could be politically correct about it. It's just not biblical. And so that's the antichrist spirit. And what does the antichrist spirit do? It's trying to raise up and come against the church. And, he, and the devil's not a dummy. He's going to try to silence people's mouths. He's going to try to make it where we don't speak out against it anymore. And it's like, we see, they're already bashing. Uh, you, you can't even post stuff. There's, Lord, help me. There's people in the LGBTQ community who want to be set free. Mm-hmm. But am, places like Amazon, if you put a book about it, like a testimony about how it's set free, they shut it down. Mm-hmm. That's the spirit of the Antichrist. That's not tolerant. Mm-hmm. Because why is it that you want me to accept that, you know, that LGBTQ stuff, but you won't accept the fact that I disagree or that I said that people can be set free. Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to silence me? Mm-hmm. And I know you've probably seen this, bro. I've been banned so many times on Facebook and YouTube and they say, oh, it's hate speech. And I said, it's not, I'm not, and that's 
man, bro, that's that's a big sign right there. Yeah. The censorship. Yep. Since I've been on YouTube and Facebook, I don't speak hate. I always say, man, I love everybody, mm -hmm. but I don't agree with the LGBTQ putting this in a cartoon sure, for kids. Sure. And then they say that hate speech and they ban you. Yeah, and here's the, here's the wonderful thing, bro, is if you listen to a Joe Rogan, he would sit here and agree with you. He would say that, I, and he, he brought on Jack Dorsey from Twitter and literally brought up some of these exact things that 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 yes, uh, he, he had been accused for hate speech because he said, hey, uh, a, a man who transitions to become a woman and then goes into MMA it has an advantage and it's not fair, right? And so again, these are folks, these are non-regenerated people who don't know Jesus that would agree with you in these situations. I, I, I guess, you know, my question would be like, is it possible that the Antichrist spirit can also be economic policies that don't give equal opportunity to people that are starting from the mud like I did. And I, I, don't, I don't know how you grew up. I grew up on welfare. Uh, my mother is an alcoholic. You know, we grew up food stamps, government cheese, you know, and that's after we came from communism, you know, in Russia, the Soviet Union, Azerbaijan. So uh, is it possible that that there's there, that greed, that uh, ruthless capitalism could also be displayed as an antichrist spirit? All right. So I'm glad we went there because we're about to go deep. First of all, I don't have no family in America. I'm actually German. I was born in Wiesbaden. My mother left uh, St. Thomas, the Virgin Islands, and she moved to Chicago. She said the Lord told her to. We had no family. We had no money. We grew up in a shelter. Mm -hmm. uh, we lived in a shelter when we came to Chicago. And my mom worked. She got the government assistant. She got the food stamps. She got a job. Now she has a master's degree, and she's a teacher. That's amazing. Here's the thing that gets really tricky with that mm -hmm. is People always talking. They love to throw the racism card and the oppression card, mm -hmm. but we have to judge with righteous judgment. How much is fact and how much is opinion? Now, I will say this: there's racist police, there's racist politicians. There are people that their racism comes out. You know what I'm saying? And through through the the politics and stuff, there are things that probably need to be changed. But I believe that it's it's become a thing now where it's almost become an excuse. For example, right. You'll have somebody like D.L. Hughley. I would love to talk to him. I put it out many times before. He's always talking about how 400 years of oppression and slavery and all these things, mm -hmm. have, that's the reason why black guys are killing each other in the hood. Mm -hmm. So pretty much you're saying because of these things, you know, the mindset is messed up. But if that's true, then why can't we also admit that their mindset might be messed up when it comes to other things like politics? Maybe you're looking at it through, maybe you're looking at Donald Trump through a stained lens because you can't pick and choose. Yeah. Well, we, we kill ourselves because of oppression, but what about certain mindsets that we have as well? I believe, I believe this, this is what I believe. In the kingdom, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I would draw all men unto me. God blessed my mom and he took care of my mom. Mm -hmm. And she dealt with racism in the church because she's a white woman, she's German, mm -hmm. and she had black kids. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that in the church, I've seen that everywhere. But if God is for you, how many, how many, how many African American preachers really believe this? If God is for me, who can be against me? If greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world, if we really believe that's true, mm -hmm. why are you so stressed about preaching oppression? Now, I'm not saying to ignore it, mm -hmm. but either God is bigger than it and He will provide for you, or He won't. So, what I believe a lot of preachers are doing, the Bible says, there's life and death in the power of the tongue. You're speaking like the Israelites did when they went to Caleb or went to the Promised Land. Mm -hmm. The giants are too big. So you're putting a mindset of a victim mentality and you're telling me you're giving these people a crutch. You're giving them an excuse and it might be legitimate, mm -hmm. but in God's economy, mm -hmm. when I'm a child of God, 
the rules of the world don't apply to me because I'm kingdom. Yeah. And so I'm speaking death and then I'm causing division. I'm making it a white or black thing. When I get around guys in Chicago, I say, look, man, if you give your life to God, mm-hmm. bro, I came from the hood. I came from the shelter. I know what it's like to be broke. God will provide for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, there might be racism, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Yes, there's, and, and let's be all the way 100. Nobody's stopping people from going to school. Mm-hmm. Nobody's stopping people from getting a degree. Nobody's really, yes, you might run into some boss that might not give you a job because they're racist, but if God is for you, who can be against you? Mm-hmm. If God has something for you, God opens doors that no man can shut. That's what we need to preach to the black community. Jesus said, let this mind be in you, not the mind of oppression, not the mind of CNN, the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ is, I'm victorious, bro. Can't nothing stop me. If God wants to bless me, he's going to bless me. If God wants to promote me, he's going to promote me, bro. So I'm not saying be ignorant and ignore it. Mm -hmm. Don't, I'm not saying that don't address it, Mm -hmm. but be victorious in your thinking. Yeah, you and, know, it, and if you, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, bro. And, and if anybody is familiar with my channel, I talk about that thing. I, I mean, I, I, I refer to actual, you know, statistics. Eighty percent of America's millionaires are first generation rich. Sixty percent of America's billionaires are first generation rich. Um, I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not pushing back. I'm saying we know that poverty. Be- oh, the made up for the righteous, bro. Yeah, we- those people are wicked. They made their money off of slaves. But the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. Either we believe the Bible or we don't. Yeah, and I, and I don't think building wealth is a zero-sum game. What I'm saying is, for those that are not in Christ, uh, there are um, poverty begets poverty, right? If somebody's in poverty, they're more likely to be a victim of a violent crime. They're more likely to commit crime, right? All these different things. We know that, right, from a sociological standpoint. So what I'm not saying is uh, poverty is an all be all. I'm just saying that that is something that we can we can argue that some par- policy by some parties specifically trickle down or Reaganomics, hey, we're just going to give tax breaks to the to the rich, uh, aren't necessarily beneficial for people that are coming from the slums and coming from nothing, right? Now, you you went to the mind state, and I don't disagree with you. I do think a lot of it is what, what we believe will determine how we behave. If we believe we're heirs to the throne, we'll behave as such. We'll go out and we'll seek out information and we'll uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. I'm saying from a policy standpoint, there are definitely policies uh, that that one can argue are not conducive to helping lift certain people out of poverty, right? And that's debatable, but I think I think someone could argue that, right? And so, uh, how many people's lives have like regular people? How many people's lives have changed from President Bush to Trump? Most of the people that I know, their life has not changed. Well, regardless my, my, of- my, my, my life has changed, and I'll tell you why. And I don't know if you heard me talk about this, right? The issue of health care, for example. And people, I've said okay. this, this is the one policy, one democratic policy that has actually changed my life. I could okay. not, uh, in 2011, 2012, I was a part of a group called The Breaks. We had a killer, killer couple years. We made really good money. I wasn't able to quit my job because I knew at some point me and my wife would want to go start a family and because there was no health insurance. We priced out health insurance on the open market in 2011, 2012. Health insurance was $1,300, $1,400 a month. Obama passed Obamacare. Some people say it's a terrible policy. I think Trump did a good job by lifting the penalties attached to it. By the way, I agree with Trump there. Um, That policy allowed me to become a full-time entrepreneur five years ago because I was able to quit my job. And that is a democratic policy. If more people 
had health care that's affordable, right? Me and my family, we pay, I think, $500 a month. So imagine our health care costs got cut by 60%. That enabled me to go and quit my job, become an entrepreneur. We know entrepreneurs add a ton of value to the society. I'm able to hire people. I'm able to generate more wealth. I'm able to help more people. That's an actual policy that was a democratic policy. And so that's why I'm looking at Trump side-eyed like, bro, it's a pandemic and you're trying to lift, <laughs> like you're trying to lift the Affordable Health Care Act now. Whether or not it, it it has affected some people negatively, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna combat that. Yeah, it definitely has affected some. It affected me overwhelmingly positive. And I think there is an argument, and I'm not saying this is a socialism capitalism argument, but there is an argument that hey man, we're we're, we're in a place where there's so much abundance. Maybe healthcare should be a right and not just a privilege. Right. And that's again, that's more of a political, uh, socioeconomic conversation. We don't need to have that conversation, but that's a real thing. If folks don't have access to health care, preventative health care, that might be an argument that that might be a legitimate argument. So one thing I learned in the army, right, Mm -hmm. is there's levels like a private. It's like you tell a private to do something and they're not going to tell you why you just do it. Sure. And then the private is sitting there like, oh, this is stupid. Why? I remember when I was when my first deployment to Iraq, they're telling us do all this stuff. Right. And privates are like, man, why we got to do this? Why we got to do that? Then when you become a sergeant and you become a staff sergeant, because you, you get new levels of information, right? And you see things from a different perspective. Now it's like, oh, I understand why we had to stay till midnight packing the conduct because when we got to the desert, we're going to need this. So a lot of people, it's a good idea. Healthcare free for everybody. You know what I'm saying? It is. Or but affordable, or at least affordable. $1,500 a month is not affordable. How do you get there? Because once people actually have to sit in the seat, like once I'm the first sergeant and once I'm the sergeant, I see things that the private doesn't see. So, for example, I do agree, bro. I don't think these people should be. I was looking at some little chart that was showing like how the wealth, the richest people in the world has been going up and down. And yep. stuff, and they got ridiculous amount of money. Yep. But this is where it gets funny. Right. The Bible says doing the others is you have done to you. People are so mad at 50 cent for saying he didn't want to be taxed 60 percent. But people who are making regular money be cheating on their taxes. Like they yeah. they they do anything to get like an extra. Everybody be trying to finesse their taxes, regardless of how much they make. That's a fact. Well, that's a that's a hard thing, bro. Because yes. Fifty Cent, he worked hard for his money. Whether you know legally, whatever he did to get it, mm-hmm. he hustled and he grinded. And so anybody who worked for their stuff, they're like, oh, you just want to take? I'm just going to give sixty percent of my money out of the kindness of my heart. Mm-hmm. And so people who don't have the money are saying, yeah, you should do that, but they wouldn't do that. And that's where it becomes problematic. You yes. just, I'm just going to get 60% of everything I work for out of the kindness of my heart. Sure. So usually what you find is the, the have-nots, looking at the ones that have, yes. right? But here's where it gets tricky, what goes back to you say. Some people are wealthy because of what? Slavery and things. You can trace that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it's really... And so I tell people this, there's no perfect... You'll never find a perfect solution when dealing with imperfect people. And that's why the answer is always Jesus Christ. Amen. I, you, you, you're never going to get people to agree because yeah. any any argument that you and me can come up with, somebody can point out a hypocrisy in it. You'll never find a perfect argument for any of this. And that's why we can never get unity and everybody to agree because it sounds good, healthcare for everybody. But when you actually have to make that decision at the first target, somebody's going to be in your ear saying, well, it's not free. 
we're going to have to tax somebody more. Mm -hmm. And why is it fair to tax these people just because they worked hard and they made a lot of money? Yeah, and I made a video on the Scandinavian socialism, uh, democratic socialism in Scandinavian. They pay twice as much as we do. The average person pays twice as much in taxes. However, they have free health care, they have free pensions, and they have uh, free education. And so that's something that, like, I, I, I would agree that at, at least a Bernie Sanders will keep it a buck and be like, look, everybody's taxes are going to go up if we go this direction. And I and I, and I appreciate the honesty there, but it, but I do think it's a, um, and by the way, they do have upward, more upward mobility, which I had to get hip to because I didn't know what I was talking about because I was like, oh, America has, a, nope, they actually have more wealth building and more upward mobility with a 40% tax rate. And so that's a legitimate question. I'm with you in that we shouldn't just pawn it off on the billionaires and the millionaires. We shouldn't just make people think, no, no, if we want free healthcare, free education, all this stuff, we all have to pay for it. And that's a conversation maybe we need to have a society. Do we want to pay 40% in taxes so that we get free education, free healthcare, all that kind of stuff, free choice, uh, cho school vouchers, all that kind of stuff. Um, what's going on? I don't know how up you are on like Sweden. Very fascinating what's happened there in terms of how their economy set up. They really do have like the best of both systems, uh, granted mm -hmm. much smaller populations. Um, so, okay. I think, I, th I think we, we, you know, we, we, we're, we're, we could get past that. Let me ask you this. So you posted something about Halloween and it's bummed me out, bro. Cause my son dressed up as Miles Morales for Halloween and you posted something about Halloween and you was like, yo, uh, it's funny. The same, I, th I don't want to misquote you. It's funny. The same Christians who are voting for Biden are also dressing up for Halloween. That's ridiculous. And you use the word ridiculous, which, which bummed me out because we don't dress up as demons. We don't dress up as witches. We don't do none of that stuff. My son dressed up as Miles Morales. I was looking for a Spider-Man costume. You know what I mean? Uh, but do you think that if, if you may say, hey, me and my family don't do Halloween. And I'd be like, hey, bro, that's your personal conviction. But do you think it's helpful or kind when you use words like ridiculous? When you say it's ridiculous that Christians... You know, and again, there is a way to not do Halloween. Dressing up and trying to be sexy, dressing up as demons and witches. I don't think that's helpful. But the other side, judging, or, or, or peer, and you could clarify, but saying, hey, it's ridiculous. I saw that and I was like, oh man, does this dude think I'm like in sin? Because, and by the way, my son dressed up as Miles Morales for like the entire month of October. <laughs> Anywhere we went, he had his Miles Morales costume. He's five, right? Uh, do you think that that's, that that's uh, ridiculous? All right, so I'll say this, bro. Um, I believe sometimes we're just human. So if you look at the Bible, Paul, he was looking at the church. He's like, man, you foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? Jesus called them fools. Uh, John called them vipers. You know, language that people would get kind of upset about. And I think sometimes that's just like the frustration, right? Because in my mo in the, let's see, sometimes when you look at something, it's like how you and me are talking. This conversation you and me are having, it's going to go over a lot of people's heads and they're because they, they don't love information. Mm -hmm. They don't love, love knowledge. They're going to tune out. So sometimes the problem that I do have is I feel like everybody should know right now. Here's the thing though. I could have clarified more what I was talking about. The Bible says light has no fellowship with darkness. Everybody knows about Halloween. I think there's nothing wrong with kids dressing up. So I was actually preaching and well, I was preaching somewhere, uh, Texas, Mm -hmm. And kids came to the church. I bought them a ton of candy and I, I busted open during the sermon. I was like, you know, because they're kids, they know the world's having fun and we're in here at church. And man, I gave them a ton of candy. If they had a costume on, I don't see nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I guess what I would find more ridiculous and I should um, been more specific. How is it that Christians are dressing up as witches? How are you going to these places? The, the Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear, mm -hmm. but of power, love and a sound mind. The whole night, 
people try to scare you. You know, there there's literally satanic people. That's their day. Like they're out there, like hard. You know, praying, doing their little witchcraft and stuff like that. So I don't. I, this is like I said. I could have clarified that better. I don't see nothing wrong with kids dressing up and their parents doing that. You know, a lot of churches they have trunk or treat, mm-hmm. and then the kids go and they get candy out the trunk. What the issue that I have with is what I was seeing on my Instagram. Okay. Right? And I guess a lot of times what people don't realize about me, my videos are usually not directed at sinners under loss. Most of the time, it's you notice it's church folks that are attacking me. It's not it's not worldly people arguing in my comments. Mm-hmm. It's church folks arguing with one another. So when I'm scrolling Instagram, I'm seeing preachers and pastors, uh, women of God, Dressed in seductive stuff, yeah, that's right? Trash. And then these are the same people. And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be absolutely hundred with you uh-huh. that they were African American, uh-huh. and I saw their post about Biden, and now I see you dressed in your cat costume, yeah. and so I'm looking at it, and it's like, how can you be a preacher of the gospel and not know better? So in my heart, I'm responding to that. I'm not okay. responding to the kid dressed as Spider Man, and that's my fault. Sometimes I talk too quick. I should have took time. I'll I, I give you an example. When I post on Facebook, I get a lot of typos and stuff because I type it so quick As do and I. I hit send <laughs> and then I go back and it's like, oh man, I got to slow down mm-hmm. and sometimes... That's why I prefer videos over typing. That's why I reached out to you as, as opposed to typing in your YouTube because even with Lecrae, I, I did that video mm-hmm. because I want you to hear my heart yep. because if I just type it, then you're going to read it and whatever assume whatever heart was behind it. But if you talk to me like this, then you can see my heart. So that was just a mistake on my yeah. part. And by the way, we don't. We, maybe we don't follow the same people on social media. Um, I, I, majority of my friends who did anything for Halloween didn't dress up as sexy nurses, witches, right, right. or divas, right? Do you think that that's the majority of Christians? Like they're dressing up like that? Because somebody mentioned Devon Franklin, I think. I don't know. If, I don't know if that was who you were specific, one of the people you were specifically talking to. I didn't see any of that on my timeline. Now, mind you, I keep a very curated, clean Instagram. I mute a lot of people. I block a lot of people. I I I, cl- I clear up my explore page. Do you think that's the majority of Christians? They're dressing up as like sexy nurses, <laughs> like being wild like that. I guess what is it? So the Bible says we got to use wisdom, right? Because uh-huh. you, the Bible says don't cause your brother to stumble, right? So some people, they say, oh, there's nothing wrong with drinking, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. And so there, I know that there's preachers that they, they sip and they drink on wine and stuff like that. Sure. But wisdom says if I allow some new baby Christian to see me sipping a beer, maybe I'm not going to get drunk. Mm-hmm. But they're going to see, oh, Brother Marcus is drinking a beer. Mm-hmm. Now I can drink a beer, but they can't handle it. So the way that I look at it is Halloween. I learned this in the army. You know why they don't let you have beers in the army back in the day? Because hmm. somebody's always somebody's going to come in with the handlebar mustache. They're going to do something ridiculous, and they're going to go overboard. So the army says, you know what? Fine. No beers for nobody. So with Halloween, you have a pastor's wife dressed like a cat or a witch. There's baby Christians that are looking at that. And the Bible says, don't let your good be evil spoken of. There should be a distinction between the people of God, like, the way I see it, why can't we just have our own thing? Like, okay, you, I understand you want to give the kids something else. Mm-hmm. Why not just have your own thing that people of God yeah, you know, and so, not and get some people do. So, some people do the trunk or treat thing or yeah, the harvest do. festival and all that kind of stuff. Okay, cool. I just wanted to, I just want to make sure you ain't you ain't think I was wilding out and sin because my son dressed up as, as Spider Man. I think you, I think. Uh, I think that's a that's a good answer. That's a fair answer. You're specifically talking about, and you're saying you're owning it, and you're saying, "Hey, I could have been more clear, and I and I could have definitely." Um, 
and 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 this is this is the thing, Marcus. Is it's tough to decipher um, what stuff is being said uh, because you're concerned about specific things you're seeing, which I would maybe even agree with you on concern, and what stuff is like just kind of being polarizing for the sake of social media, right? Um, and I never, I never go into, I don't question people's motives. You're not going to hear me throw the word heretic out or anything like that, right? But so it's just tough to decipher what, what is and isn't. And so let me, let, let's get on this idea. And a lot of people have been putting it out, uh, the idea of you being a Trinity denier, modalism, um, I don't. I haven't heard you specifically speak about it, but the way I understand it, oneness Pentecostals, and I don't know if you're in a, a Pentecostal or not, but oneness Pentecostal modalism, which T.D. Jakes was, that's the way he grew up. Um, that you, I, I don't want to speak for you, but uh, instead of one God, three distinct people, um, three distinct persons rather, and this is a Trinity can get complicated. One God, three distinct persons. Uh, Jesus is equal with the Father. The Father is equal with Jesus, but uh, Jesus is not the Father. The Father is not Jesus. They're a distinct person. I, I, is it true that you believe that uh, it's one God, th- kind of three faces, one God, uh, uh, three personalities, three manifestations? See, see, so everything that you're saying right now, uh-huh. that sounds me. And her, let me tell you this, bro. So. I think it was six years ago, um, I made a video about the whole Trinitarian thing. And it was a mistake. God dealt with me about it okay. because it was ignorant. I didn't know that Trinitarians believed in speaking in tongues, Holy Spirit, and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I, I thought that was they were like Jehovah's Witnesses. I did not know. Then Trinitarian churches started inviting me to preach. Okay. And I was like, man, I feel the Spirit of God in this place. And it humbled me. Amen. And so I deleted the video, but you know, people ran with it. So here, And this is so I tell people... I say I'm kingdom. I'm not one as a Trinitarian. I believe that God is calling for unity between those two groups. Okay. Because the Bible says in John 3, to be part of the kingdom, you have to be born of the water and of the spirit. Okay. Right? And that, that's what it says. You're part of the kingdom. You're born of the water and the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so um, I explain it to people like this. Because I feel like Trinitarians and oneness don't even know what they believe. I've talked to Trinitarians. They're telling me something different than other Trinitarians. And i talked to oneness and they're telling me something different. Right? Mm-hmm. So the argument, what it seems to come down to is when we get to heaven, are we going to see three separate dudes standing up there? Are we going to see one? Are we going to see two? Mm-hmm. And to me, that is not a heaven or hell issue, okay. right? Because I don't, the Bible says the lamb was slain before the foundations of the earth. I don't deny that. Mm-hmm. But God exists outside of time and space. The Bible says that God created a body. And he put his spirit in that body. Mm-hmm. And, and I think everybody agrees with that, mm-hmm. which was Jesus Christ. The fullness of the Godhead was in Jesus Christ. But it says he created the body. Mm-hmm. At some point, he created the body and his spirit. So here's the question that I like to ask. The Bible says God is spirit. Mm-hmm. And then people talk about the Holy Spirit. So are there, is there God the spirit? Like, I'm going to use my fist. Is there God the spirit over here in the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. Is it two separate spirits? So what Brother Marcus believes is you have God, the Spirit, mm-hmm. and he put his Spirit in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ died. He said, I'm going back to the Father. And then he put his Spirit inside of us. The Spirit of God lives in me. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in me. So I, that's how I explain it to people. God is Spirit, mm-hmm. right? There's God, and he put his Spirit in Jesus. He, it says he created the body. He put his Spirit in Jesus. He put his Spirit in us. And so... I leave it at that because I say, I don't know what form God is going to be when I get to heaven. Mm-hmm. 
is it going to be is it going to be a spirit is it going to be a human body and i think people's pride the reason why we have division mm-hmm. i've i've went back and forth with even band cars over the years and things like that and i even regret i even regret even doing the debate because i'm like bro even if you don't accept me you're my brother in Christ. Yeah. I, I, the Bible says, touch them by the Spirit. Yeah. I can tell when somebody has the Spirit of God in them. So whether I agree with you or not, the Spirit has validated you because the Spirit is with you, sure. whether I like it or not. And so I guess, bro, is it three in one? Is it three as one? I don't even get into that. I just show people in the Bible, this is why I believe God is a Spirit, mm-hmm. right? And uh, he put his Spirit inside of Jesus Christ. He put his Spirit in us. And what people always want to know is, are you saying there's three separate, like there's three separate individuals holding hands in heaven? Is it God on the throne and Jesus is sitting next to him? Mm-hmm. And then when I always ask people when they say, okay, yeah, God's on the throne and Jesus is sitting next to him, I say, well, where's the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in that equation? And people want to act like they know, but the truth is they don't really know. Yeah. They, 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 people want to act like they got, the Bible says great is the mystery of godliness. And I believe, and I've seen it already, that God is raising up some people that they're just going to be kingdom. Yeah. There's certain things we can't negotiate. So, but if you agree that Jesus is God in the flesh and that he died for our sins and that I, and, and you agree with John 3, it says be born of the water and be born of the spirit and you're spirit filled, man, I'm going to rock with you. I'm not going to rock with Jehovah Witnesses. I'm not going to rock with all those people with the crazy doctrines. But as far as oneness and Trinitarian people, I, I rock with both all the time, but I don't, uh, claim one i feel uh, help me lord that it's wisdom because it's trigger words and i'll say this and i'll shut up i've seen people who are oneness mm-hmm. molest little girls mm. and so when you say that you're oneness to somebody whatever their experience with oneness is now they don't want to hear nothing you have to say i've seen people who are trinitarians do the same thing yeah. are doing drugs behind the pulpit so now you've got people who are misrepresenting these things and when i throw that title out there like, if I just came out right now and said, yeah, I'm one, if I'm Trinitarian, automatically some people are not going to test the spirit anymore. And I, I say this last thing, bro. When I was making these videos, uh, when they first started taking off 25 million views, 50 million views, people were like, man, I feel the spirit of God. Then they found out I came from a oneness background church, and all of a sudden I can't listen to him no more. Mm. But hold up. You were feeling the spirit the whole time when you didn't know what I was affiliated with. Yeah. And that's what I have the issue with, you know? Yeah, I get it. So so what we agree on is that Jesus is God. God is yeah. Jesus. We agree on that. Okay. And so you're saying it, it, it almost sounds like you're, you're, you are saying oneness, but you're also saying you may not know. You don't know. You're kind of unsure about it. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I, I like to do it this way. I just tell people what the Bible says. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so I got just suits. Three verses, two verses. God, let us make man in our image in Genesis. Uh, then the word became right. flesh, right? The word is right. Lagos. And then Mark sixteen nineteen. after the Lord, Jesus had spoken to them. He was taken up into heaven and he sat at the right hand of God. So Jesus, according to this, he's taken up into heaven and he's sitting gotcha. at the right hand of God. So who's going to be on the throne? Jesus and God. You know what I mean? So, so, that, so some people, and I'm broke, I'm not going to say nothing's wrong. I hope everybody that is watching this, number one, I want to say this. Man, if you got the spirit of God, I rock with you. I love you. I don't like, like even talking about this stuff. But some people will look at, okay, let us make man in our own image, right? Mm-hmm. If you go to Job 38, you see that God was talking to the angels when he was creating everything. And there's no distinction between when he threw Satan down to uh, the Garden of Eden. It could have been thousands of years. Nobody really knows. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say and so 
angels came down and had sex with the women. So there's some similarity between angels and humans. That's where the giants came from. Nephilim, so yeah. if you look at Job, he's talking to the angels and the host while he's creating. So some could argue that he was looking at them, let's make man in our own image. And because angels were able to have sex with the women, we do have some kind of similar image. And then with the right, with Jesus sitting at the right hand, notice that the Bible refers to him as son of man in some verses and son of God. And so even with, uh, even with that, it could be some people would say symbolic. He's at the right hand of God. And then if you look at Revelations 1, it refers to Jesus as what? Alpha and Omega. He says, I'm the beginning and I'm the end. Yeah. So it's like, I always, I've always prayed about it. And I feel that God allowed the word to be written that way specifically because somebody could look at it like when Jesus is praying in the garden and they can see both sides. If you, if you don't get in your feelings and you just actually listen mm -hmm. to people from both sides mm -hmm. and you're honest, you'd be like, Oh, I see why they see it that way. Are mm -hmm. they actually got a point right there? Yeah. And I'm saying, and I'm not saying the Bible conflicts itself or anything like sure. that, but if people would just really sit down and like, listen, yeah. then it's not like these people are just such a strong delusion. You can make a strong take. Like if Jesus is alpha and omega, He's the beginning and he's the end. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think um again, I don't I don't like throwing the word heresy out, heretic, false teacher, any of that kind of <laughs> stuff. I don't I don't like projecting that. I think it sounds like maybe you're working through some of this stuff. I would recommend you know what I would I would ask you to check out? Check out T D Jakes on the Elephant Room season two. And him and Mark Driscoll have this very conversation for over an hour. And it's very interesting. And, and, and more or less, T.D. Jakes takes a more like orthodox Trinitarian position in that video. But he comes from kind of a similar position as what you're describing. So I would just encourage you to check that out. I'll try to find a link for you. I would say that uh, some people from, from the oneness and Trinitarian, they like, for, for example, right now, if you say you're Trinitarian, I'm going to ask you this. Mm -hmm. So what are we going to see in heaven? Are we going to see three separate individuals? Are we going to see one? I would, I, I would say two? I would say we'll see Jesus and God the Father on the throne. And I would say, hey, Marcus, I'll be honest. I think the Holy Spirit is omnipresent in all of us. And I think the Spirit will be everywhere, just like he's in the hearts of believers now. And, and or I would say, I don't know. I don't know where the Holy Spirit is going to be. I think he'll be there. You know what I'm saying? But I would definitely say there's a distinction between God the Father, God the Son. They're not the same. They're, they're two. And I refer back to... Flawed metaphor, mind you, very flawed metaphor, but I would refer to, hey, me and my wife are one flesh, me and my wife right. are one, me and my wife have one bank account, me and my wife have one address, me and my wife have one last name, me and my wife are equal, uh, me and, right, and and we're two distinct persons, right? I, I, I would, view, again, flawed, flawed metaphor, flawed metaphor, but that's that's how I would parallel it to, we're not, we're not literally the same person, we don't have the same DNA, but we're one. Right. I saw I asked you this, but I don't want to dive too deep into it because, uh, like I said, I don't want people to watch this video and like, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, you're to me, whether you feel the same or not, I feel like you're my brother. Christ. I can tell the spirit of God is yeah. with you. But for example, one of the big issues was with Matthew. Right. Jesus said to go baptize in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, yep. Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. If you look at that, it doesn't say name. And people, you know, they get all deep with it. It doesn't say names. It says there's one name. Nowhere in the Bible do you find any apostle who baptized any other way but in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Nowhere. And the people always go to that verse, but nobody was getting baptized. Mm -hmm. He said, hey, when you, buy, when you guys baptize, do it in the name, sure. singular, of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And everywhere in the Bible, how did they do it? They always did it in the name of Jesus. They never put nobody down in the water 
saying Father, Son, Holy Ghost. And so that was one of the issues because now look at that. It's one name for those three individuals. It doesn't say names. It says the name. And so when they baptized, they said in the name. And people, you know, they have different interpretations of that. But he's saying there's a name, and it's the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and that name is Jesus. And then here's the crazy thing. We agree. The fullness of the Godhead is in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So what I like about what you said is you said, I think. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem that I always tell people. I say, show me a verse yeah. that says you're going to hell because you believe in the Trinity, are you going to hell because you believe in oneness? Yep. Well, I read in my Bible, and I prayed to God about this, and I repented for that video that I made mm. six years ago, because I didn't know Trinitarians be, felt, believed being filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so, what God showed me, he said, if you're born of the water and of the Spirit, that's how you enter the kingdom. Yeah. He doesn't, so we can argue that it's a revelation issue, but what individual has the whole, who can, who can step forward and say they have full understanding of God and the full revelation? That person would be a liar. So everybody, they, they, let's put it this way. Your revelation might be right. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't have that revelation, but I have the spirit of God. Sure, yeah. My revelation might be right. And somebody might not agree, but that revelation is not a heaven or hell issue. And that's, I believe that God is trying to unite his people to test the spirit by the spirit because everybody else in the world is uniting and the church, we're so divided. It's like the word that God gave me was about the tribes of Israel and how he's calling them back. So we've got the Trinitarian tribe. We've got the oneness tribe over here. you got and you got Judah separated from Israel. Bro, when I have services with my Trinitarian and oneness brothers and we come together, it's powerful. Yeah. Like devils are getting cast out. You can't deny that God is in the place. Yeah. So it's like God is in agreement with what we're flowing and doing. And I believe that it's pride. Well, you don't agree with me. So you're a heretic. All I ask is show me a verse where it says for either one of those, you're going to hell. Yeah. No, I think that's a fair one point. Thing, I think Steve Benkars gave me, he said um, something about denying the son. But I was like, bro, that's that's not what it's saying because I don't deny the son. Yeah. I don't deny that the son was slain before the foundations of the world. I don't deny that he's always existed. Because, But here's the question. How does he exist? Mm -hmm. Because if God created a body, the Bible says, I think it's in Corinthians that God created a body mm -hmm. and put his spirit in that body. The question is now, how does he exist? Are you saying that Jesus was always walking around in the beginning, you know, with, with, with God and the Holy Spirit, like all three of them are walking and that, and nobody knows. They yeah. act like they know, but you can't show me clear Bible. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think, I think that's fair, bro. So here's, 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 here's where I'm at. And this is, we kind of in here, uh, you said, uh, you know, a special revelation. You said it's attached to pride, right? You said we don't know. Your posture on this is extremely humble, where you were error on, hey, like, I don't know. In the same way I said, hey, I don't know where the Holy Spirit's going to be when we get to heaven. I don't know. My question would be then, why use phrases like God told me so frequently? Why, mm. um, why be so adamant about stuff that we could potentially be wrong about? And I'll give you a really tangible example. Me and my buddy were having this conversation at the gym this morning. We we're talking about pro prophecy and all that kind of stuff. And I said, listen, the folks in my life, bro, that have been the most prophetic, have never had to pull the God told me card. They have never told me, they, they've never had to tell me, uh, the Lord decreeth, God told me this, God showed me this. Bro, they've just spoken truth. And it's one of those things where the moment they spoke it, I knew, whoa, <sighs> they read my mail. <laughs> 
and there's not even a need to say that. So in the way we just approached this issue, right? And 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 you you exhibited a ton of humility. You said, listen, I, I don't know. This is kind of what I think. And I say, yes, it's kind of what I think. This metaphor is flawed. Why then is there this fervent desire by some people in the, the more charismatic side, and specifically you, you've, you've said a couple times in this conversation, you didn't say, I think God told me. You specifically said, no, God told me, which with such absolute certainty, um, why is there a need for that if we're, if, if we're both saying, hey, man, at the end of the day, um, we know Jesus is Lord. We know he rose. We believe the Bible is the inspired word of God. And uh, we're just, bro, we got some ideas. We're trying to figure, that's the kind of the position I tend to take, right? It's like, we're trying to figure this stuff out. Man, when it comes to politics, when it comes to this, when it comes to that, I'm just going to be kind, be gracious, be loving, give people the benefit of the doubt. We can disagree on what's best for people, but we should never disagree that what's best for people is what's best. You know what I mean? And just say, listen, I... I don't, I don't know. And so my, my, my question would be that. And by the way, bro, just so you know, I believe in the prophetic. I've had words over me. I've spoken in tongues. I fell out. I am not one of these guys that doesn't believe the spirit is active, that God doesn't heal, that God does. I believe in all that. I just don't think we need to like use that as a trump card. And I think with the wrong motives, and I've seen this in charismatic churches, it could get very abusive spiritually, emotionally, and even physically when someone's running around and the culture is normative to say, well, God told me to tell you that you need to leave your husband and sleep with me tonight. Well, God told me to tell you that this is okay because I need a release and it's okay. Don't tell nobody. Like this stuff has literally been happening in churches for as far back as we can remember. Why the need to even say God told me? If God told you what he told you, we'll know. We'll, we'll, it'll, it'll, it'll come to pass. Well, the Bible says, number one, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, right? Okay. And so apostles and prophets, they usually clash. Mm -hmm. Evangelists and preachers sometimes clash because we hold a... And I'm not... I don't, I don't claim to be a prophet. I don't put no titles. I'm You've Brother been very Marcus. clear about I, that. I appreciate that, by the way. You've been very clear. I, I hate that stuff, man. Mm -hmm. People, I'm a prophet. I'm a master. Uh, it's a bunch of nonsense because what you said is the key. So many people have missed and abused it. Moses went to Pharaoh. And he didn't, he didn't tap dance around. God told me, let my people go. When the prophet went to David, he went straight. This is what God told me. When Samuel went and anointed the king, this is what God told me. And they weren't shy about it. Now, here's the problem. You have so many people, God told me, God told me, and they're lying. And so when I look at other people doing what they're doing, I, I say this in all humility. Mm -hmm. I know bro, and I'm, not, I'm trying not to even get emotional right now, God is going to judge me for every word that has come out of my mouth. Mm. And if I say that God told me and I was wrong and I missed it, that's why I'm so grateful for the grace of God. But the Bible also says that the righteous is bold as a lion. One thing that I do know is I do pray and I do fast and I do hear from God. He does speak to me like, I'm not going to, like what we were talking about a minute ago, I'm not going to run around, God told me you're wrong. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the LGBTQ, I'm going to stick to that mm -hmm. because I already see it coming true. I know what God told me with that. The, we're going to clash mm -hmm. and it's going to be through legislation. I know that he told me that. And that's not, for me, it's not a trump card because I like to have a record. And if mm -hmm. anybody checks the record of the things that I've said that God has told me up to this point, and I say this in humility, I have not missed it. If Donald Trump doesn't uh, get this second term, mm -hmm. then, man, yes, I missed it. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the things that I've been saying, nobody can find a video where, I, you know, I'm, I was saying something True. And, and it hasn't happened. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm real, real careful with that. 
And uh, honestly, even with YouTube, I'll put the God told me. Mm-hmm. Because if you put, this is this is how people are. If you put seven ways to pray, they, they don't they don't care. You're going to get a lot of views on this video. Uh, and I know you already get views and stuff, but just because my name is in there. I, I, be, I saw this kid, he had a dream of me last night. And you know, because my name is in there, so many plays. Because I've learned how people are. Like how people respond to certain. So when you put God told you, number one, you better be sure that God told you. Right. Or he's going to deal with you. Right. God is going to deal with all these people who've been lying on him. And the, and the, and the Bible says, they're going to say, Lord, I did this in your name. And I did that in your name. He's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. And so I trust that what God told me so strong, even be knowing that scripture and knowing the consequences, that I would step out and say, God told me. That's why I said nobody can find a video or a post where I said, God told me Trump is going to win. Mm-hmm. Everything that I say God told me is usually in reference to the LGBTQ and things like that. And I stand on that, and I do not doubt it. God told me the other day, and I'll, I'll be quiet about this. I was walking in the woods, and I was praying, bro, and I saw this tree. And people don't believe me, but this is how God has always talked to me my whole life. Can I, can I just tell you this, and then I'll, I'll be quiet? Yeah, yeah, go for I'm going to give you a perfect example. So when I was in the military, before I had a Facebook, I was leaving a football game, and the Lord spoke to me clear as day. He said, go to your, go to your military office. Yeah. And I went there, and, and people are going to call me false prophet for saying it. And he said, fill that trash can with water and stick your head in it and say whatever I tell you to say when you come out the water. And I was like, immediately, the Army's going to think I'm crazy. They're going to take me to the psychological hospital because I've got my, got my head in the trash can. Bro, I knew that God was speaking to me, and I was willing to look crazy. I sat at my job, and I filled that trash can with water, and I put the camera on, and I put my head in the trash can. And when I came out the water, I felt the Holy Spirit hit me. And I said, God, uh, you got to want God as bad as you want to breathe. And that was the first video that I ever posted that overnight it got 10,000 views, and it started taking off. And the Lord told me, No matter what I tell you to do, even if you look crazy to people, even if people say that wasn't God, if you do it, if you step out, I'm going to bless you. And so many people, most people are scared to say God told me because what I saw a lot of people who said Trump was going to win, they were real strong about it six months ago. Mm. But then when it started looking like, oh, he might not win, (laughs) they backed off of it because they don't want to be accountable for the words that they say. And so most people, they take this role where I'm not going to say God told me because they don't even believe that God told them. Mm. And so then when it ends up wrong, now they got to deal with it. And God is looking for some people who will step out and say, this is what God told me. And I'm not going to apologize. So I I was walking in the woods and I prayed. I said, Lord, am I missing it with the Biden thing? And I started crying. I said, Lord, if if I'm wrong, please show me. I don't want to misrepresent you. You know that I love you. And I'm admitting that maybe because of what I see the Democratic Party doing, I wanted four more years of grace so bad that I got my feelings. And he spoke to me clear as day. He said, look at that tree. And the tree was knocked over, and I saw the root. And he said, I'm about to expose the roots of a lot of things. People talk about Illuminati and all these different things. There is corruption, as you were talking about. There is this stuff that was on Joe Biden's son laptop that nobody wants to talk about. He's smoking crack. with People just don't want to talk about it. The media is a false part. And the Lord told me, I'm going to expose it. Mm-hmm. And he, he brought that verse to my uh, memory. He said, because they love not the truth, I'm going to send them a strong delusion. God is going to send a strong delusion to people that don't love the truth. And so something like that, I, I'm crying. And I, I said, well, that's what he told me. And I went live. 
Yeah. And when I was when I was speaking, bro, a light, and like I said, people can think this is crazy. A light behind me just came. You know, the sun was behind me, but it just shined right on the roots. Mm-hmm. Like I can't make the time enough, and it was like a strong light that people noticed in the comments. They're like, "Look at that light!" And the whole message was, "I'm going to expose the roots." So, bro, I'm gonna tell you this: people can say I'm crazy. They can say God doesn't speak to me, bro. I know what I have with God. You know what I'm saying? He's, there's no way that I would be at this point in my life if he wasn't with me, bro. Yeah. And, and if I, I miss it, Marcus, I'm I just going think, to repent. Yeah. I appreciate that. I don't think you're crazy, bro. I just I just want you to know yeah. I don't think you're crazy. I think uh, I think you're very passionate. And I think um, yeah. and I think in the, in the same way earlier you acknowledged that, you know, prophets of today or people who are from God today are not the same as folks in the Old Testament and New Testament. Um, we just had uh, uh, Pastor... Chris from Bethel come out and put up two apology videos and then for whatever reason he took them down about the Trump thing. Um I, I don't I don't think that. What what I'm saying is I God told me I was gonna marry my wife the moment I sat down with her. The difference was I waited four years before I ever told her that until after we were married, because that would have freaked her out, right? And so I'm not saying you don't hear from God. I'm just saying, man, sometimes I would I, I wouldn't want there to be folks who are seeking a special revelation for folks that are seeking which is attached to pride a lot of times this special knowledge right um, and then they're they're see they're they're following you you're trying to process this stuff in real time and you're saying hey man right. I'm also flawed I'm not like the prophets of the Old Testament I don't even hold the title prophet I don't call myself that but right. people are expecting these things from you and then uh, you know, and, and, and there's this pride attached to it. And, and here's my fear, Marcus, is that in, in all of this, they're actually not applying the very things we know God made very clear in his word to show the yeah. fruit of the spirit, to be kind, to be compassionate, to be gracious, even if their guy didn't get into the uh, into the Oval Office. And again, it's not done. We'll see how this plays out. Even if this thing isn't played out, um, that's the part that alarms me is that in this desire for special revelation, for extra, extra knowledge. Oh, Marcus has this word. This pastor has this word. This My pastor said this. Where maybe some of us, a lot of us, are glossing over, hey, repent, sin no more. Hey, if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. Hey, love your brother as yourself. Hey, lay down your life for those, right? That's the part that that, that alarms me. And I think, um, and I just, and and also to your point, bro, and, and, and again, this is no judgment, bro. It's zero judgment on your part. You mentioned the point of how social media works and how it works to be polarizing. So you putting right. up a, a post on Instagram saying Halloween is ridiculous. People say Halloween is ridiculous. You know that's going to cut through, be more disruptive, get more engagement. Um, and I don't, and I'm not, and I'm not saying this to your heart. I don't know your heart, but we have to be careful to also use discernment and say, hey, maybe the thing isn't to be the, to do the most polarizing thing, title the video that God told me, right? Even if we got to take an L on the views and the engagement to be a bit more humble and a bit more gracious. That I guess that, that's just what I'm getting at, bro. I'll say this, bro. So this is one thing people got to realize. Everything that I post is not for everybody, right? And that's with anybody. And so here's one of the problems. The Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. If anybody has watched my videos for a long time, they know that in almost every video, if I remember, I said, look, don't take my word for it. Study to show yourself approved. Everything that I'm saying, don't act like I'm the end. All. I say that almost in every video that I can remember. And that is what I believe why I don't like being grouped in with these other guys. They get a God told me and there's no, that's just what it is. It's final say. And then also 
one thing that God showed me is because God is such a genius, because people have different backgrounds, I've dealt with a lot of people that have been abused. And so they don't like a preacher that is yelling and, and stuff and getting loud. And that's just there. Sometimes it's just, you know, they feel the spirit or that's their passion. And so they, 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 they reject it because they had somebody yelling at them. Mm-hmm. So that preach, what, what Christians do, man, is they put their preference like doctrine. When I was just preaching motivational messages and repentance, if anybody wants to go back to 2014, it's all motivational message. It's all, man, you can hang in there, fight mm-hmm. the good fight of faith, mm-hmm. and repent for the kingdom of God. That was like my two messages. Mm-hmm. People complained. Mm-hmm. When you, I'm, anything you do when you're in the public eye, there's going to be people that complain about your video. Sure. Bro, there's going to be Christians that complain about the color in your hair and the way your hair is cut. There's going to be people that call me, me a heretic for having you on this channel at all. Like, that's that's the truth, right? And, I've, and I won't, and I will refuse to call you that. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't, I don't think but that. Even if I was, yeah. even if I was, did Jesus not go to, to Matthew's house? Yep. yep. So, no, like, that show... That shows the hypocrisy right there because you're running around and they're calling you a heretic, yep. but they're so far from the heart of Jesus. But, oh, you got the truth and you got the revelation. The Bible says we will know them by the fruit. Amen. How is it, and this is me, me, me being in my feelings, mm-hmm. how is it that people are talking about me and calling me heretic, mm. but I'm out here going harder for the kingdom than most of the people that are talking about me. Yeah. We're seeing souls say, I'm in the streets preaching. Yep. I'm in there feeding the homeless. And, and then you're talking about me and attacking me and then attacking one of your brothers. Yeah. Oh, you brought him on, so you're a heretic. That's but, not even how Jesus was. I, I agree. But Marcus, can I just ask you this last question? We can end it on this. In, in the same way you don't like to be attacked and you don't like to be called these things, is it possible that maybe after this conversation, we've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about a lot of yes. nuance, a lot of ways we can disagree but still be uh, gracious. Is it possible that maybe there's a blind spot in the way you did go at the Brother Lecrae with some of these topics and the way you you, you kind of came at him and, and, and in a way dismissed him and assumed that he voted for Biden and assumed that he was, you know, for all of these things. And it, and it kind of came off a bit attackful. I don't know if attackful is a word, but you know what I mean? Is it, is it possible that that may have been a blind spot for you in, in the heat of the moment um, and in the way you, you came at him? All right, so I'm going to say this in, in humility. I will never say that I'm above being wrong. But this goes back to where I'm confident. I said, God, show me or told me. This is not my first interaction with Lecrae. Okay. I've had conversations with Lecrae in the past. Uh, KB and me were going back and forth the other day. And your guys' whole slogan is we're unashamed. But why is it that every stance these gospel industry music people take somehow seems to line up with the world? If Jesus said that you're going to be persecuted for my namesake, mm-hmm. why, why, why is it that every time they just seem to lean with the popular view? Why you you're saying take care of the, you, the you baby? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You think you think KB does that? I I I could no, no, not KB. Okay, not KB. Okay, you're I saying like Lecrae takes either quiet positions or he doesn't isn't out, out, as outspoken as you would like him to be. I believe that when he gets loud, it's always conveniently something that. People like John Legend and his wife, they're not going to get mad about. It's more like it's loud. more like social justice warrior aligned when he's going to get right. mad. And that's the same thing that the, remember, the spirit of the effort, the same thing the world is going. So they always conveniently say stuff that is not going to get them no backlash. And if Jesus said, like pe- people say, oh, Brother Marcus, you're supposed to cause division. The truth is always going to divide. You have people who love it and people accept it. You're going to have people who, 
who hate it and people who want it. Can, Jesus even said, I'm coming with a sword. Can, can I, and so they... Yeah, ahead, bro. I was just going to say, bro, you know Lecrae has taken massive L's in the Christian community, massive L's with his career for stepping out and speaking he up. Says, he says, he stepped against white evangelicals. Well, I mean... Let, let's be honest, brother. Who do you think is going to those concerts and buying a lot of those tickets and buying a lot of that merchandise? Right, but that's what I'm saying. So he's taking an L. He's taking an he's L with his fan base. He's taking an L financially. He's taking an right. L in his business. He's taking an L with his reputation with his core audience by speaking out uh, for but some of these social But that's speaking out against who, though? That's speaking out against church folks. I, Everybody I don't think is speaking out against anybody. I think it's speaking up and saying, hey, George, the situation with George Floyd wasn't right, period. Hey, how Breonna Taylor oh, went down wasn't right. Why don't you speak about the other things, though? Oh, oh, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying he shouldn't. I'm not saying he shouldn't. I'm just, I'm just giving you his side of it. If you Again, I do, right? I'm going to speak up for the unborn. I'm going to speak up for truth. I'm going to speak against socialism. And I'm going to, right? Like, I'm going to speak when the media is lying about Trump. I'm not I'm saying... His position is, hey, man, he spoke for these issues that to him, for whatever reason, he's he's closer to, just like to you, maybe you're not going to be as outspoken about the George Floyd thing. I don't know if you were or weren't. I don't, I don't mean to put words in your mouth. That's my point. He's speaking boldly like that to the church. Why don't you ever speak like that to the to world? To the world. Okay. That's my whole point. So it's like, just, just do me a favor and stop with the whole bold and unashamed thing because you don't live up to that. It's not true. Because everybody in the church, oh, yeah, we're bold, but then your neighbors don't know that you're a Christian. Are you going, I seen him on the red carpet. Oh, I'm not a gospel artist and all, all these different things. If you, the reason why I have with his post is because bottom line is manipulative. There's no way around it because I can see that you're trying to play both sides. You sit there and say, let's take care of the, the lives outside the room. Let me see you make a post. Just say, hey, God don't like abortion. Let me see you make any, take any stand anywhere that is going to cause the world to be upset with you. Has Lecrae never spoken out about, about abortion? Like he's never said anything publicly about abortion? That's kind of hard I to believe. Don't, no, no. I, don't, I, I, don't want to, I don't want to say that. I, I will not generalize. What I'm uh -huh. saying is every time I see these people getting loud, uh -huh. somehow conveniently it always is like the same stuff that the world is doing. I haven't seen him getting... He's gotten persecuted by the church a lot for what? Being lukewarm. But when have you ever taken a stance against the world? Well, it's easy to argue with church people. Well, Marcus, to, to be fair, he's he caught a lot of flack uh, initially from the church, not necessarily for being lukewarm, but for speaking up for for social justice when uh, when Trayvon Martin happened, when all that. That's really where it started getting divisive. To to, to be real, before Trump. It, this that's when this stuff really started sparking off. So the backlash he did catch was predominantly by white evangelicals that just didn't understand that, yeah, blacks and whites are oftentimes treated different by police officers. That's where he started catching okay. a lot of the backlash. Initially, I, I'm not disagreeing with where he's at currently or whatever, but I'm saying initially that, that was the root of it. You don't, you don't want to go there with me, bro, because then we're going to start talking facts. This is, this is the problem, and I learned this from my mom. My mom cannot say certain things even if it's true, you can't even say certain things about the black community. If you really said what you know to be true, people are going to call you a racist because of the color of your skin. So here's the issue with Lecrae and the black community, period. Every time something has happened with the police, black people have this thing where it's like, we have to take the black side because there's oppression and because of slavery, because of history in America. So no matter what, if you take a stand and, and you just mention that maybe the police was justified, you're not black. And then they're going to call you a coon and they're going to call you Uncle Tom. For example, 
George Floyd's case mm -hmm. was absolutely wrong. I'm in the military. Once they cuffed him and they had th that knee on him, they should have took the knee off. Absolutely. But the problem is you have on both sides, you have the white evangelical church. And some of those people, no matter what, because they're racist and they won't admit it, the police is always right. But the same thing happens in the black side. Mm -hmm. The black side is all, even if I'm running around and I'm not listening to the cops, because let me show you something about me being in the army. When I went to Iraq, we knew that there was people who looked a certain way mm -hmm. that were trying to blow us up when I was in Baghdad. Right. And so I had to check these people and pat these people down and I couldn't get trigger happy. And every day I sat out there. Yes, I had thoughts. It's not because I'm racist. Every individual that came in, I was on alert. And because I had my military uniform and my M16, and because we had the 240 and the 249, if you started acting like you weren't going to follow my orders, that put something inside on me uh, on alert. Mm -hmm. Because why are you not respecting authority? So any police officer, if, if, if people actually had to be a cop and they understood it from the cop's perspective, what they don't show you in the media, there's tons of videos where cops are getting blasted getting shot when they pull some people over. But you never see the media talk about that. And so when I was in training, when we were getting ready to go to Baghdad, they showed us all the videos of, of car bombs blowing soldiers up at the gate. And so it's the same thing with the police department. Statistically, black people call the police on black people more than any other group. So that shows you that we have a problem with crime. So when a police officer goes somewhere, there was, there was a case recently where... They shot a guy, and I forgot who it was, and there was all this outrage. But what people don't realize is before they even got to the scene, mm -hmm. the phone call went up. The police pulled up this guy's record. Mm -hmm. They saw that he has a history of domestic violence and abuse. Mm -hmm. All right? So me as a cop, when I pull up to that, and you're not listening to me, and you're, you're acting like I'm not going to respect authority, yeah. why am I just supposed to assume that you're not going to take my life? Yeah. This is the reality, especially if they're not saved. I'm going to get you before you get me and I can't go home to my kids. Sure. That's yeah. just, that's how some of them are thinking, bro. Yeah. Marcus, I'm not saying so there's not, like, there's not media bias. You can't always decide because of the yeah, skin color. I'm, I'm Kamala not... Harris. Kamala Harris. There's black people who support her just because she has black skin. Right. They don't care about her policies or nothing, bro. Sure. And if, if you say that, Lecrae will never say nothing like that, even though he knows it's true. And me being black and looking at him as a black man, I know it's true. You won't speak the truth because you know black people are going to attack you. But on my channel, we've talked about all this stuff on my channel, bro. So you don't, I mean, I, I, I'm about, I'm about just scales. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, Marcus, all I'm saying is this, bro. I don't know what the expectation or the standard for a Christian on what they should or shouldn't say publicly. I think KB does a fantastic job personally. I think he does a great job of this stuff. Um, I don't know... Does Lecrae have to call out this subgroup of people? Does Lecrae have to call out every justified killing that a police officer did perform? Because, right, I, I don't know. I, and I'm against groupthink of all kinds. I don't think the cop is always right. And I don't think the cop is always racist, right? I don't think all Trump supporters are racist. And I don't think all Biden supporters are socialist and radical leftists. And so I'm I'm looking for the conversation. I'm looking for the nuance. I think you did a, I think you did a very awesome job, bro. Uh, I feel like you're you're you were very humble in this conversation. We may disagree on a lot, uh, but I, I think uh, 
thank you for coming on, bro. I think I think this was good. Hopefully, this was edifying. I feel like this was edifying. Um, it was edifying. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this was edifying. I feel like you did a, you did a great job uh, laying out some of your points. Hopefully, I did a decent job. Hopefully, um, we can both walk away from this. And again, um, thank you, bro. Hopefully, we can both walk away from this. Like, listen. Uh, are there blind spots that we need to be more aware of? Are there things that we need to approach with more fear and trembling and more humility? Um, are there are there ways we can be better on social media instead of being first or being polarizing? Um, all these different things, man. So I think I think you did a good job. I, if you would be down, I'd love to have you con after this thing is finalized and kind of get get your you know after you go through and you pray and you process everything that happens wherever this election lands. If you're right and they overturn this thing and he wins in the Supreme Court. <laughs> I think there's, uh, I do think there's voter irregularities. I do think there's some stuff that's happened that's sketchy. I don't know if there's enough that he's going to lose it. We're talking about tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of votes. Um, and I think he came out of the out of the gate. If you look at what uh, Prophet Bernie said, I don't think Bernie's a prophet, but Prophet Bernie called it. A lot of folks called that he was going to protest the mail-in ballots from the gate. He didn't want those mail-in ballots. Um, he didn't want his, that that big of a turnout through mail-in ballots. The Democrats fought for it, and I think uh, I think uh, we did we lose Marcus. And I think uh, I think it, I'm, you, I'm here. yeah, like yeah somebody think, just yeah, you're good. Yeah, so so I uh, are there voter irregularities? Yes. Are there's always there's always a degree of voter fraud. There's always stuff happening. Is there enough where he could flip Pennsylvania, Arizona, Georgia? That's a lot of ground he has to make up, but I think he has every legal right to go and. Beating him by now because they've been they've been doing this. Here's the problem with the media. I have a recording right now from a Detroit um, ballot office, mm -hmm. and it's blatant cheating, bro. If somebody went and recorded, I have it, and I posted it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It had almost a million views, and YouTube took it down, and it goes against standards. Mm -hmm. And here's the problem I have, man. It's like if you listen to the recording. They are blatantly, the Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. There's been post office workers that have been, um, you know, uh, cheating with the ballots. I believe that it's bigger than people think. I believe that they knew Trump was going to win again. And that guy, Governor Blavojevich from Illinois, he came out and he said Democrats have been doing this for years. Mm -hmm. He said they just have never done it on the scale uh, with the, the computer systems that they've seen now. That's why in Michigan, mm -hmm. Trump was leading, and overnight mm -hmm. the line just went straight up, which is statistically impossible. Is it possible that those were just mail-in ballots that they didn't count till the end of the night, that didn't came in till the night after sometimes? Because they had to just be postmarked, right? Is it, is it possible that that was... Because remember, Trump said, go to the polls. Biden said, vote through mail-in. I mean, I don't know. It seems like a logical conclusion that more Biden voters came in through mail, and that's why you had these hundreds of thousands of votes. Is that, is that a logical right. conclusion? So I think what makes it suspect is the numbers. I think what makes it suspect is how are these big cities? And then another mm -hmm. thing, the ballots, right? You have, if I, if I understand correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. when you vote, you've got Trump, you got Biden, and then you've got the state people as well yep. for the Congress and Senate. Mm -hmm. So how is it that we confirmed all of those, but it took so long to because it's on the same ticket? Mm -hmm. So how are we saying that the vote is called for the, the Senate and the Congress mm -hmm. if it's on the same ticket, but you can't tell us who won out of Trump and, and Biden. Well, that's they, not making sense. They, they, they have called it up to a certain number of votes. The thing that's also important to note is if you're a conservative, if you're a Republican, if you're concerned with the issues you're concerned with right now, I mean, the Republicans did amazing in the Senate. They did amazing in the House. They won back a I lot did. of seats. So it's very... Uh, it's And by the way, in California, all of our conservative props passed. 
every single they didn't over they didn't bring back affirmative action they didn't uh they kept uber and lyft drivers independent they didn't raise commercial real estate on uh property taxes uh so it is possible that people were wanted conservative senators and governors people wanted conservative props especially in california and they were just done with trump it is possible you know what i mean because remember the same folks in the same counties that voted in trump also voted in obama in 08 and 2012 so i don't think people are as binary as as we think i think all of that is possible but again i don't know bro I, it could go either way i think i think he has a shot i think it's a small shot but i think he has a shot and i would love to have you back on and kind of get your reaction when this is all called if you're down man so Thank you for coming on, bro. For real, man. You were very gracious. You reached out. Um, hopefully, we can keep building offline. Um, and uh, thanks, man. I've, 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 by the way, I've heard nothing but great things about you from per, from our mutual friends. So, you know, if that, if that goes for anything. So. Yeah, man. Thank you so much, Marcus, man. Appreciate you, brother. Hey, I want to just say this, bro. I loved talking to you today. It really blessed me because most of the time I'm talking to people and it's all feelings and emotions. You've got facts, bro. I, I res that's that's what people don't understand about me. They think that I'm arrogant. I, I respect people who research and because that's what I do. I research. I look stuff up. Don't tell you know. And I, I'm not gonna get into it. I just respect you, bro. You're smart. You're intelligent. The Bible and the Bible says my people are short for lack of knowledge. That's not just biblical knowledge. People Amen. have bad perspectives because they got bad knowledge. Amen. Word up, man. Appreciate that, brother. Thank you. Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate everybody rocking with us here. If you guys appreciated uh, this conversation, then uh, do me a solid. Like this video. If you're new here, subscribe. Welcome. Trump voter, Pentecostal, wherever you are, you are welcome here. Uh, definitely do subscribe. Uh, I'll be going live later. And, uh, yo, shout out to everybody uh, watching. This is, I think, our biggest stream ever. Shout out to Brother Marcus um, for coming on and being so gracious and generous. Um, again, I, you know, I don't, I don't like dismissing people regardless of whether I agree with them or not. And uh, I, think, uh, I think he's a cool dude, man. And I think uh, hopefully we'll have another conversation, man. So shout out to all the new people. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Bell notification. I'll be back later today. My name is Ruslan, by the way. If you guys got any comments or questions for me, don't leave anything toxic in the comment section. DM me on Instagram. I reply to all DMs on Instagram. All right. Peace, y'all.